Hi everyone, this is Raven and Campbell from Musicals, and we'd Hello. like to talk to you today about a nonprofit music education group that we are partnering with. Yep, we'd like to talk to you about Education Through Music. They partner with under-resourced schools to provide music as a core subject for all children. And they utilize music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence. Exactly. So they work with 52 different partner schools throughout New York City, um, and they work with them to institute sustainable music education programs by hiring qualified teachers, matching them with the school, and really equipping the teachers with the tools to succeed and be able to provide quality music education to all of the students attending that institution. So we think, you know, from this podcast, we think it's incredibly important to provide music education to all children, um, that everyone should have access to it to help, you know, really instill those lifelong passions that have been so influential for Campbell and I. So we believe that supporting this organization is the way you can support our podcast. Yep. And you can do so by going to give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. Again, that's give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. And yeah, you can really uh, help these kids if that's what you're into. Support the youths. Shut up. That's, don't, don't, don't patronize me. Okay. Uh, I don't need you Enjoy that episode. I'm done with this. <laughs> looking i i was being nothing but helpful i'd be like hey for to line it up you want me to sort of delete it again or whatever and i and i did and then you just enough of that can we talk about how like radiant my skin is you look so good and i don't know why like all my lights are on but i look <laughs> i look sickly at this light this is horrible lighting for me like, um, you look like you're recording a YouTube video in like the early, like the mid two thousands. Um, I'm a, I look like I'm about to do the new maneuver dance. Yes, you do. Just like a little <laughs> bit. It's okay though. Why is it doing this? That's beautiful lighting, especially with your shirt. I love your shirt, by the way. I haven't Thanks. I got it yet. for two dollars at Goodwill. Amazing. This week. <sighs> so happy for you. Happy Halloween. Raven. Happy Halloween, indeed. Ah, oh, man. And dead. And dead. And dead. And dead. She did. Um, this is our second Halloween special. Isn't that fun? That is fun. It's so wild to think how long we've been doing this. Like, it doesn't feel like that long, but yeah. it's been over a year. Um, why are you standing up? Do you think you're better than me? Yes. Uh, no. So I moved my, <laughs> I moved all my like computer stuff over to my dining room table. So sometimes I stand. It looks like you're about I... to flirt with me at a bar. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I stand. Sometimes I sit. What is the stand? What is my lighting now? I look great. You look fantastic. Well, you always look fantastic, Campbell. Incorrect. Wow. I will accept the compliment. As you should. Okay, now you're feeling yourself too much. <laughs> and now, after you said that, the lighting <laughs> just went bad. I don't know what's going on with this camp. Mm. Anywho, yeah, it, it feels like we haven't been doing it this long, but objectively we have. Objectively we have, indeed. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Tis the reason for the season. Two questions for you. Mm-hmm. One, what's your favorite Halloween movie? And two... What are you going to dress up for Halloween this year? 
okay one you know that i don't really have a favorite halloween movie because i grew I up not celebrating halloween which we but talked about you last have, you know episode. consumed popular culture uh since then so yeah, i'm just asking think. for the slightest bit of <laughs> um what would you like me to go first no no no. i have one in mind only because i watched it again recently and i had forgotten about it but i remembered watching it one second let me just find the the name of it i'm pretty sure oh yeah um do you remember the eddie murphy movie the haunted mansion of course i do (laughs) so i just did a muppets one so i watched that again recently And the whole thing, it felt like a fever dream because it was like, you know, when you like you're watching something from your childhood that like you had forgotten about, but it's like as you're watching it or as you're experiencing again, you're just like, oh, my God, I remember this. That's what it felt like. And it was a trip. And I that movie is wild, but solid. I mean, it's Eddie Murphy. So, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. We could be following this year. I don't know. I honestly have not Let's picked a Let's figure it out oh on gosh. air. Well, I'm not like doing a Halloween party. I'm just going down to visit Justice for her birthday. You're going, But you're going to have to wear a costume at some point. But like, do I? I I'm, tell, I'm telling you. Like, it's, I'm not saying, oh, it would be good for you. I'm, this is what's going to happen for you. Um, Let's figure it out together. Well, let's think about the things that I have in my closet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what can we make work? I do still have my old Muse costume with, like, the white dress. Yeah. Um, I have those overalls still. Um, not a lot of costumes. Oh, I have all my Harry Potter stuff, like my cloak and everything. Do you have, do you have a hard helmet? I do have a hard hat. Uh, you want to be Bob the Builder? Yes. You want to be sexy Bob the Builder? Ooh. So Bob the Builder. Ooh, indeed. Cool. Decided. Sexy Bob the Builder. Now you're excited about it. Interesting. That sounds like fun. I'm excited. But how do I make him sexy? Oh, I feel like I know. I feel like I know. I could wear like some high-waisted denim shorts and like a tank top. It's like tucked in. Because the picture on our Instagram is going to be us in Halloween costumes for this year. I see. Oh, I see why this was necessary then. Yeah. Because I would have just been in regular clothes otherwise. Yeah. Which probably would have been boring. Yeah. How's your How's your costume going? Good. Um, would you also like to hear my favorite Halloween movie, or are we just nah, not really? With that? <laughs> it's so you're you're so mean to me. You don't appreciate you love me. me. I do appreciate you. Just not what your favorite movie is. Um, I think it's the Adams Family. Ooh, solid movie. But Casper is really close. Casper is a good movie as well. Both very good choices. Ooh, that lighting. I mean, also, like, Nightmare Before Christmas is great, but I like to think that more as a Christmas movie. This lighting, like, the light, the good, okay, well, it went away again, but the good lighting on you, like, it looks like it would be a filter called bubblegum pink. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. And it works for you. 
not the serial killer uh, school shooter vibe. Like, it's, I, don't, it's like, I don't care for that. It's like when I raise my arm, it's good. So maybe it's just like where I'm just, just record with your arm above your head the entire time. Right, we'll keep it short. Um, we haven't kept this intro short, but we'll keep it short. Oh, yeah, we're just still talking. <laughs> we're just um, going. I'm sure we'll trim it up. It's fine. Nah, uh, I don't feel like I feel, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for Halloween this year, uh, listeners, I'm going to be a skeleton, but I want my rib cage to be like a xylophone. So I have all the materials. Um, I just need to figure out how to take the, like, the keys and stuff off of these like baby xylophones I have. And I think the best way to do it is get some like wire and make kind of somewhat of a harness on my skeleton onesie. Mm-hmm. That I can just like frame the xylophones like on the ribs, because um, I have two like five key xylophones. I'll show Raven right now. Amazing. Um. So two of these, and they're on strings. So I, I'm gonna have to like take these off and like restring them, and mm-hmm. then I have these like bone hand gloves. Um, but that's what I'm doing for Halloween, and I'm excited about it because I love Halloween. It's my one of my favorite holidays, if not my favorite holiday. Mm. I like it spooky. Spooky. And speaking of spooky, uh, let's let's talk about about uh, uh, this what musical <laughs> we're going to be talking about today. This so, moving picture. This I'm this, not calling it a film. Um, I said musical. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. Um, there so is a there is a will... weird weird balance of um, talent and what untalent <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lack thereof and uh, uh, huh <laughs> and uh, who and uh, why <laughs> um, we're gonna be talking about Repo the genetic opera mm-hmm. um, and I was looking for a different like Halloween like musicals that we could do we did want to do beetlejuice but we couldn't like find like access to it so maybe that'll be next year's yeah um but i found this one like on some list a couple of my friends have seen it and they're like oh yeah do that one that, that'll be a cool one to do it's like sounds great didn't look any further into it nope and then raven and i watched it today and we're gonna talk and about it. what an experience it was so Repo the Genetic Opera is a 2008 American, you know, gothic rock opera horror film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, directed by Darren Lynn, uh, Bozeman, with the soundtrack uh, produced by Japanese rock star Yoshiki. It's based on a 2002 musical of the same name, and that was written and composed by Darren Smith and Terrence Zadunik, if that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. And... I am very confused because, like, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, Mm -hmm. things like that, ratings, terrible. (laughs) Go on Amazon Prime, Google Play, like, almost five out of five stars. Mm -hmm. The... And, like, the friends that have brought it up, like, love it. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, in, like, no shade, because, one, he's still alive, and also just, like, I don't know the man, but this movie feels like Darren Smith watched Sweeney Todd and Rocky Horror Picture Show and said, well, I can do that, and <laughs> then tried. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Darren Smith, like, in 1996, he had a friend that was going through, like, bankruptcy um, and, like, foreclosures of, like, assets, and that, like, inspired this. So he came up with, like, with an idea of a future where 
it's not just like your property, um, but your own like body parts can, can be, be repossessed. repossessed. Yeah. So this takes place in uh, 2057. Has to be America. In the hashtag real. not too distant future. Yes. Um, yeah. Ooh. Okay. And it's it's a cool. Concept. I think it's, I think there as far parts as parts I really liked about it. Yeah, I think as far as like medical horrors go, um, it's a really cool concept. Like it, I this the premise of this musical combines like my two favorite loves, which are of course music and artistry and medical mysteries Public based health. in a detailed understanding of anatomy and pathophysiology <laughs> because that's just really cool. But uh, <laughs> there were some parts. Again, that were just like, what? <laughs> there were multiple um, parts of this movie where I was just like, I no longer understand what's happening here. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it, I... I just don't know. Can we cheers? Because I need to drink while we talk about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, after we cheers, what are we drinking, Campbell? Clank. Clank. Ooh. That isn't delicious. That is amazing. So we are drinking a Corpse Reviver, um, which is very related. Delicious. And it's basically like we did with the Cabernet Cabernet cocktail um, with Kelly. You coat the glass inside the glass with absinthe, and then it's equal parts gin, fresh lemon juice, orange liqueur, and uh, Lilith Blanc. which is it's really refreshing mm-hmm. and delicious and i like and it's got the, the perfect level of like light citrusy because you can smell the you can smell the absinthe you can smell the what aniseed oh <laughs> i thought you said you can smell the anesthesia <laughs> i was like concerned Speaking of anesthesia and lack thereof, indeed. <laughs> Repo the genetic opera. Uh, let, yeah, let's let's take a few more sips of this Raven, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll get into it. This might be a sluggish. This is definitely a sluggish intro, listeners. But maybe it'll be worth it. We just need maybe. It now. We shall see. I don't think we're okay, Raven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we I'm not. Like looking at each other, and we're like, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not how we this speak is, to each other. This is going to be an interesting episode. Honestly, this musical fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like really going to. Be I I too. truly I truly was watching just like what is going on. I like yeah I'm not okay. And like and, and, and listeners uh, not in the from Justin the Kelly way where it's just like oh this is just ridiculousness this is ridiculousness but like insanity <laughs> in a way that. I can't express. <laughs> and yeah, it, it this... weirdly... Sw- Sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting you. But, like, it weirdly flips uh-huh. between moments of, oh, this is a really good song. Or, like, oh, my God, that person's a really talented singer. Immediately following to... Uh... <laughs> I can't wait to talk about the band leader. Oh, my God. Let's... Like grandmother dj uh, let's just get into it let's just start let's start this well, thing. Like, one more cheers raven we deserve it cheers happy halloween happy I'm halloween glad we, we, i'm glad we did find a musical that like i did think 
like deeply upset and scared us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Compared to uh, Little Shop of Horrors, which I just loved. Oh, Little Shop of Horrors was just a treat from start to uh, finish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show was a treat compared to this? Because I know you didn't really like it. So my thing with Rocky Horror Picture Show is like, I do think that objectively speaking, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a good like show. I, I think it's objectively well done. We it's do just... have to see it live. You yeah, and me, and we'll dress yeah. up. And it's be just a, like just a great time. It's just not my it's a vibe. Time. <laughs> yeah, it's just not my vibe. But it's like when I watch, I'm like, I totally get why people are so into this, and like it's amazing. It's just not for me. This, yeah. I don't think. I hope it's not for anyone. No, it's for it's, <laughs> it's for people. You it's know that for gift people. of um, the goth kids like doing Fortnite dances uh, like oh under, like, under yes. the underpass it's for them it, this movie's for them <laughs> it's for them um this is uh rob zombie the musical um <laughs> featuring evanescence like this, yes. there's no other way <laughs> okay qu- i because i don't i did i never i've never known the names of the people in evanescence are any of the evanescence like people actually in this because i literally wrote down multiple times this has a very evanescence no feel. no it's just the whole movie has like that, that two. There's a lot of like like horror movie like kings. Yeah, in this movie and too, so that's fun. There's and this they deeply movie disturbs has me. Such a strong like early mid two thousands emo goth feel that like with like really... the worst saturated Instagram filter yes, you could imagine. Like you're that... in the Apple Store when you're in middle school because you're hanging out at the mall. Your parents just dropped you off. Let's take pictures in that uh, photo booth yes. in the Apple store. This movie like, is so... Like, weird ag- effects. It's so aggressively middle school. That, like, watching it <laughs> made, me felt, made me feel like I was regressing. Like, because yeah. it's, it's that it's that weird... Um, how everyone was, like, obsessed with vampires in the mid, like, 2000s. And how all, how all vampire stuff had that weird, like, modern day, but futuristic, but also Victorian vibe it is just like oh yeah (laughs) an interesting point apparently in the year of 2057 the only music available is opera (laughs) and it's like i i have a great appreciation for opera music i think it's a incredible um medium um, and there were some very good operatic moments in this musical however that's what like we go back to Mm -hmm. yeah like that's like that's what we're doing as a society. That's you know what, Campbell. I see it in thirty years. We, as the human race, will collectively just say, "Yep, that's the bitch." Okay, cool. <laughs> so this is a Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures film, <laughs> and we yes. op- there's a comic book style opening, which I loved when they did. I love these these, these animation styles. Appealing. It's really cool, and it I ties the story, story together in a very good way, actually. Yeah, storytelling perspective. Yeah. It, it, they use these uh, these kinds of elements to give us like quick background. Yeah. Um, on different characters, which is good because they did. I'm glad they didn't make this musical as long uh, longer than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the beginning, I like also didn't know it was like a rock opera. So I was just I heard some violin and organ in the beginning, then comic book, and then you hear those guitars. I was just like, "Oh, I see what we're doing here." Oh, I see. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then we see, like in this future, uh, a lot. There was like massive like organ failure, like mm-hmm. basically like a plague that happened. Yeah, not it's... relatable. Am I right, Raven? 
I, the weird thing is, and I don't, I, I know I'm not alone in this sort of feeling, but I feel like people will still think I'm weird for it. When I hear Probably. the phrase, an epidemic of organ failures, my brain immediately went intriguing and then started trying to like think of different, like think of different ways, like genetically and like, like pathophysiologically that that could actually happen. Don't and, you hate every time they say genetic? Yeah. Every single time. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So organ <laughs> financing becomes a thing. Yes. And like surgery is seen more as like a fashion statement. Yeah, is... and like you're, the, the thing I don't understand, is so, so they basically merge the concepts of like organ transplants and plastic surgery. And cosmetic surgery. Yeah, where you basically get um, organ transplants, the, the rich or the people who can afford it. Or They're like, can't afford I want another liver. Yeah, and to like, make them that turns look me on. better. It's odd. Like I, I get it, but it's odd. I feel like this opera is always one step away from making a good point. You know? Yeah. Like yes. It's just yes, like we're yes, almost yes. there. Like the idea of like a big theme of this is um, like nature versus nurture. Like I am not what I was necessarily, like, born into. Mm -hmm. um, the, the sins of my parents and my family's past do not define me. It is not a... I'm not destined to be this, like, biologically or whatever. Yeah. And then also but with they that, say like, in taking... the worst way. And also with that, like, taking the concept of inner beauty literally and, like, kind of transplanting that with our society's huh. Huh. already, like, huh. the the... What's the word? Nice use the of fixation we have. I think nice, yeah. yeah. The fixation that we as a society have with beauty and beauty standards. Yeah. So like again, like yeah, it's it's like one step away from making a really good point or, and holding. Okay, that <laughs> might be generous. Maybe like four steps. Away. But like we see it, we see the blue. You, yeah, 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 yeah. I see the plans. They're just not executed very well. Okay, so Geneco, um, they also have this highly addictive painkiller, um, Zydrate. Um, which Zydrate to Zydrate. then we see it's like uh, gray robbers uh, <laughs> will like uh, oh, well, will like find like go to graves and like and like extract it from corpses from corpses which is interesting because it looks so it like stays in your body they just stick a syringe in their nose and then extract it but like I guess I'm really, in, I'm really trying to think of to be how. Embalming. Like, but I like, how like, is how is the zydrate intended? Because it's painkiller. So how are you administering it? Because like he explained how you administer it, and it it basically appears to be like a you subdermal, can, you can, a like, subdermal injection. Yeah, honestly, which you can do any anywhere in your, your body, body, which is weird. That's not how. And uh, also, these dermal drugs are so fast acting. Yeah. I'm very confused. As two people that are like pretty well versed with pharmaceutical mm -hmm. engineering, which is it's wild. literally my job. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and like I oh, don't know, it's my passion. Just kidding, <laughs> I just know a lot about it. Um, it's it's wild. This is weird. Yeah. Um. So the CEO of Geneco, uh, Roti Largo, who is played by Paul Sor uh, Sorvino, um. Who has he was Henry Kissinger in the Nixon film? He was in Bad Blood, Law and Order. He was in Goodfellas. Uh, growing up, he was uh, had severe asthma, 
Mm. Um, he actually wrote a book about it, how to become a former asthmatic. And a lot of the things that helped him, the different like breathing exercises and things like that, um, that are great for singing, especially opera singing. Yeah. He like talks about in that book, which is that's really cool. cool. Yeah, he he has a he has a very impressive uh, like opera voice. Yeah. Yeah. Him also, and how uh, tall did how tall did you think he was? Um, I honestly didn't think about it, but thinking about it, maybe like five nine. He's 6'3". But he's not that... He doesn't look that much taller than um, Shiloh. Have you... It's... Yeah, it's... That's wild. Because she looks like like, she's like 5'1". I didn't think... I didn't didn't think about his height either. But then when I was like looking at his credits, I just saw his height somewhere. I was just like... That doesn't seem right. fucking way. Yeah, so he's taller than me. Um, Or about my height. You're not 6'3". Okay, and so... uh, Gene... What? You're not 6'3". I'm 6'2". Seriously? Oh, yeah. wild. Okay. Yeah. I'm like more than 6'2", but under 6'3". <laughs> and so Jinko has a lot of like lobbying power with the government. So uh, organ repossession becomes legal. Which, this is a sad statement, but especially a, if, if this future were real, I could 100% that be, see that being a thing. Yeah. I 100% see that. And so then um, we see, like, briefly his family. He has three children. Uh, He has uh, Luigi, uh, played by (laughs) Bill Mosley, who's been in so many horror movies. Oh, gosh. Why is this child Luigi? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, He has a band with uh, Buckethead, uh, the Guns N' Roses guitar player. The band is uh, Cornbugs. And... Um, he has, like, a couple of really fun quotes about just, like, horror movies and, like, his experiences. I just wanted to include because this is, you know, talking about Halloween. Yeah. Um, so the first one uh, it was advice he was given to actors wanting to be in the horror industry. And he said, first and foremost, enjoy yourself and get paid. Get paid is my advice to actors in general. Um, about the horror industry, if you're attracted to it because you really want to saw someone in half, seek psychiatric <laughs> Yikes. And then another uh, uh, just story about when he was on the set for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He was in the full uh, chop top like garb in between scenes. And there was this woman with a small child. And he like sees them. And the, you know, the little boy like grabs to the woman's like leg, scared. And she says to him, like, oh, don't worry. He's not real. He's just an actor wearing makeup. And so um, Bill Mosley comes over to him. Um, smiling, leaned down to the kid and like whispered to him, "Don't believe it." And that That's so fucked. <laughs> that yeah. child had and nightmares. Then, uh, so uh, Luigi can tell his attribute is anger and rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has no other uh, characteristic. Correct. And then we have. Um, to do uh kevin Ogilvy. um also um his professional name is nivik ogre um he was one of the founding members of the industrial music group skinny puppy uh he was like a ranger in the newest like teen wolf and he's been in devil's carnival and 2001 maniacs field of screams also with bill mosley but the the sibling i want to talk about the most um is the daughter 
mm-hmm. Amber Sweets, who played, played by... by none other than Paris Hilton. And, yes. Uh, if you don't know Paris Hilton, um, she is, like, honestly a pioneer in, like, reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in The Simple Life. She's a recording artist. She's a producer. Her song, Stars Are Blind, is such a good song. You know I've never song? actually listened to any of her music. Listen to that song right now. Right. Can we Wait, always pause. do this? Yeah, no, but you have to. Oh, gosh. You always say you that, too. <laughs> You'll, it'll give us context for, like, her singing and stuff like that. Okay, what's it Stars called? Are Blind by Paris Hilton. Everyone, everyone, take pause this, listen to that, and come back. We'll oh do it together. Gosh. Okay. It's a good, it might like, be you don't, a pretty you good song. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't want it to be a fucking bop. <laughs> but Hot Fire... Don't forget the super. <laughs> Don't forget the super. Oh, mute spitter. Um, so those are his kids, uh, and she's like addicted to getting surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and also uh, Pavi, the other son, is um, wears other people's faces on his. Yes, and he just like hooks it in. Mm-hmm. And I wanted I I every time these siblings were on, mine's parents tilting. For the most part, she was fine. Um, like her, her character Amber, the the brothers. Every time they were on, I was I was so disturbed. Which I really thought at the towards the end when Amber lost her face, I really thought he was gonna like put it on and wear it. He he does. Did you not see the epilogue? I did. The epilogue. We'll the, get to it. Okay. Was it like after but, the credits? But like he, but uh, there's like a little bit of credits, and then there's like a scene. And then oh, I stopped it when the credits started because I was like, I can't. Like the second it did. Okay, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn you something. Then. Oh, great. Um, when we get to the end. Oh, There's man, more. We are nowhere near close to that. Nope. Uh, so we get into the song. Oh, so we see the Repo Man for the first time, who is played yeah, so, by Anthony Fucking Head, who I love. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Anthony Head. Uh, I, I know him from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. As everyone uh, he, should. You know, Giles. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in Ted... He's also... Plays Rupert in Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. everyone should watch. Great show. Um, he was also in uh, Merlin. Merlin. King Uther. We're on the same... We're just on the same page. Yes. Also, fun fact. Uh, he's a younger brother of Murray Head, who originated the role of Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar. Huh. Look yeah, at just that. Just a cool, like, musical connection. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, what the fuck, Anthony Head? What are you? Why doing? are you here, Why, <laughs> sir? Go oh, home. I feel that about like a lot of these people. Some of some of the actors are like this kind of like body horror, whatever, um, industrial like creepy music. Mm-hmm. That's their thing, and I'm like, cool. There's, Makes sense. No one else could do this job better. Checks than out. Um, it's like the other half of the cast though is like. Were you bored? Why are you here? Yeah, like... no, because uh, what? Okay, what really bothers me about this uh, musical is a lot of times I'm like, what am I watching? And then some parts I just get roped back. I was like, I think I'm having a right? good time. Oh my gosh, there's. I'll talk about it when we get there. But there was one song that I fully stopped and was like, this is a really good song. Like just musically, lyrically. Like, I was like, this oh, is. There's so many different styles of music, and it's really interesting because I heard in an interview of like one of the composers that. 
like the credits for like the different musicians there's probably like over a hundred because if it was a jazz style song they would get jazz performers if it was like a punk rock song they would get a punk band like they that's didn't have like they were like oh if we're if uh, if we're going to do the style of music we need people that know that style of music to do it why would i do anything else is which i which genius yeah which is commendable and i think they did each style well on its own they did not however blend any of them together into a cohesive motif or storytelling method it's it's like a surgical disaster of music (laughs) again someone someone saw sweeney todd and rocky horror picture show and said i can do that um yeah, so then the Repo Man is then the Batman funded by Gene Co. Mm-hmm. to rip organs out of poor people. Yes. On the street. Well, Campbell, they skipped paying on their debts, so that's on them. They deserve to die. That's how that works. <sighs> I mean, it like made me really sad, like the commentary about, you know, the good old medical industry. Poverty, capitalism, healthcare. Big pharma. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in charge no. of, like, pricing or anything. No. That you know of. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then we get into, um, yeah. uh, like, our first song out of, like, 50. Uh, genetic so songs. Repo Man. But the thing that bothers um, me is that it's really hard to tell when something is a song or isn't. No, they because they sing one sentence and it's credited as a song. <laughs> it's credited as a song. So we have it. introduced to kind of like the narrator um, of the opera, the grave robber, played by Terence Zadunik, mm-hmm. one of the creators, composers. Is the grave robber. I I generally I liked his I liked his part. I liked his role. I think for it was needed. Yeah, and he did it on stage and in the film. It was, and it was yeah, it was, it was always... sort of it was sort of like a an almost like MC role, like from Cabaret Cabaret, um, a sort yeah, of like MC role. And and I, I honestly think he did a very good job. Um, there were some times where again, like the music or the line he was the chorus he, he was singing, work. yeah. But um, I did I well that's later on in the movie. But I did really like some of his melodies and some of the. Um, like the way they uh, kind of changed up rhythm at different voice. times. Yeah, and I, it's it, I it was good. I yeah. liked it. I he he was his character was good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I liked it. Yeah, man. Um, so I also liked his see... look, like the the yeah. look of his character. I think it, it very much like Panic at the Disco. Yeah, um, that one album. Um, but if you. Um, Threw Brendan Urie in an oil slick and then pulled it back out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bop, bop. Well, like an uh, oil slick and then into a vat of talcum powder. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then if you make up big pop to your face. <laughs> and then Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer costume, but like red. Yeah. Well, burgundy. Can we talk about the fake blood in this movie? It's bad. So anyway, we go to Largo's office. <laughs> well, we see the Repo Man. We see... 
yeah, we kill do. that one woman. The first and it's woman. mad intense. Like he straight up walks and, oh, up, like slits, like, like slits her throat almost to the point of decapitating her. Okay, like I understand. I well, I don't understand, but <laughs> okay, you can repossess organs. Mm-hmm. This CEO who <laughs> basically runs the world. Mm-hmm. How he does so. Mm-hmm is one vigilante man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doesn't seem efficient. Well, I thought I thought this was sort of a... Okay, so for the beginning I, I th- of the movie... I did movie, see it as, like, uh, like... For the beginning of the movie, I thought it was, like, a Blade Runner situation where, like, there's multiple. Yeah. But then at the end, it did seem like he is the Repo Man. Like, yeah. the only one. And the thing that Which confused me... Which makes me think, like, how many people died in this epidemic? Honestly. Like, is this, like, is this what's left of humanity? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, this does seem, like, this does see, seem like pseudo-apocalyptic. It, yeah, it's very much like Gotham City, but mm-hmm. like the bridges into it are all broken. Yeah. Yeah, and so. and the confusing thing. So, like, I think it does to an extent make sense, like him having the doctor and surgical background. Like, yeah, sure, because organ extraction. But the thing that doesn't make sense is like, I get. I'm very good at it. I so. He takes actions that I would presume are intended to kill the victim prior to the organ extraction out of, like, maybe mercy or something like that. Except they rarely do. Like, even in this scene, he straight up slits her throat, again, very deeply to the point of almost decapitating her. But she is, like, still... Like, you can see her looking down at him. He tortures these people. Yeah, no, fully. Like, they are not dead when he takes the organs out. Even though the intent is for them to die. And I'm like... I get that you're doing this part... Well, okay, so he doesn't seem to be doing it for, like, revenge per se on them, just more of, like, his own... He's going through shit, you know what I mean? But, like, why not kill them before you take... Like, it just... It doesn't seem... It doesn't make it... It seems out of line with his character, the He's level of no. viciousness. Uh, th- I, I guess, like, when we've seen later in the movie, like, he is like he is truly a monster. So maybe yeah. I do think he just enjoys it. That's fair. It's just, it, it takes you by surprise at first because he is such a loving, doting father and his, it, I th- like, I and, and his killing suppo- the wife was accidental for him. Of, like, how uh, ruthless, um, like, you know, banks and, like, you know, other, like, repossessions. Like, yeah, which, no, I get. It, I it's get. a metaphor. Yeah, it's, it's like an allegory. I totally get that. It's just, it's, 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 it's quite vicious. <laughs> It's a lot. Yeah. Um, so in the song, it's very, it's pretty much like everyone is in debt. You just yeah. have to. You're just living in fear of the repo man. Um, and, and this is not sanitary. How can you use these organs after you just like grabbed them with your of, hands? Like, send you and like what? Ugh, it's and it's not a proper like surgical extraction. Despite it's it's confusing. Um, yeah. So, so now then, we're at Jinko. Well, yeah. So on on kind of the way there, like the camera path on the way there we do pass by a screen that we hear like propaganda for Co. that's saying like vote no on prop 598 which would be proposition 598 basically to make gene repossession or organ repossession illegal because yeah so and it's like oh if they which, can't like, repossess organs then how can they provide like organ transplants to people i'm like there's a better business model here and we all know it but healthcare in america 
also fuck the poor is the message of Jinko. So, yay. I... <laughs> You've just been shaking your head for 30 seconds. Honestly, we've been recording for 41 minutes. I've been shaking my head the entire time. And what the fuck was Bro. this? Uh, we live in I'm society. glad we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they get to Jinko. And then yeah. I think I, we see the worst movie lighting I've yep. ever seen in my life. Yeah. I have ever seen. <laughs> you can't see anyone. It's so grainy. And it was so confusing. It took me a while to even figure out where we were or what was happening. Yeah. Uh, these bodyguards are hilarious. These women with the guns um, that are, you know. I love them. You know, just, just stopped out of ROTC. I love um, them. Also, why the fuck do these assholes print their reports on clear plastic on a clear clipboard? You can't read that shit. It's just, it's obnoxious and I hate it. The technology choices in this film, wild for but again, like, it's being like, the future. It's like weirdly cyber emo and Victorian. Because he's wearing like cyber, a Victorian like tux the entire it's cyber movie. steampunk. I it's cyberpunk. It's yes, yeah. It's it it's it's a genre. Uh, I'm aware. I don't. It's, the, it's for the aesthetic. This. I don't like its application in this particular scenario. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and so we see uh, a doctor comes and is like, "So sorry, Mr. Mm-hmm. Largo, um, but there's nothing we can do." And we find out he has like a terminal illness. So then he does, in fact, shoot the messenger. Straight up, just shoots the doctor, and it's like, "Oh goddamn!" Um, and we get into the song "Things You See in a Graveyard." And it's uh, very figurative, uh, the lyrics of the song, um, for his position, talking about things you see in a graveyard, like the maggots decomposing, um, you know, waste and decay. Mm -hmm. And that is how he sees everyone below him. They are the graveyard. They are the ones, like, revolting. He doesn't want to be a part of that. Um, Everyone is beneath him. Yeah. Kind of situation. Just and the line, song. the line, um, lest it be you on the concrete below, when he hits that low note on below, I was like, ooh, 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 ooh asthma ooh, who? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know Amazing. Her. It was so good. And this is the first time I wrote down, like, I'm, I'm getting real, ev- especially in the graveyard particularly, there's just real Evanescence vibes going on here. Yeah. With the black wig too, it just, exactly. Oh. And we go to the graveyard and we see this woman that we do find out is like our main character, Shiloh, mm-hmm. played by Alex Pinavega, who is Carmen Cortez of Spy Kids. She looked so familiar the entire time. I was trying to figure out like where do Loud I get her face Nashville, from. the Casa Grandes. It's, it's Carmen. Amazing. Spy Kids. She has a really, like a really cute face. Yeah. Yeah. She does. I... Um, and when we first see her, like, wearing that black wig, I was like, they could have done a better job with this wig if that's supposed to be her hair. And I, like, didn't get it. I was like, this is a bad wig. Oh, But then we yeah. see, but like, then you later, see that it's, it's yeah. like, intentionally, like, a bad wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, uh, okay, I see it. Yeah. But then, you know, gothic Victorian garb, and she's, uh, in 
kind of uh, what's the word for it? Not mausoleum, but um, is it mausoleum? What's the, it sing- is? What's the no. singular one? <sighs> Crypt? No. Yes? No. I'm not sure. But it's like it's a small housing that has like one tomb inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like reading books. But like of you books can walk into she's... it, so it's not like it's not like the type of tomb where like above ground tomb where you just put the body and like you can go into yeah. it. Yeah. It's not sure. Maybe, but I thought Muslims usually feel have multiple. Bigger. I feel like Muslims usually hold like a family as opposed to just one person. But like it always starts with one person. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying there could be like room for more. Fair. Like you buy plots together. Mm, that's fair. Oh, I'm now I'm sad thinking about my mortality. <laughs> oh, that makes you sad. I like uh, tombs. They find I find them cool. We actually did really multiple. Sad. We I'm did talking about multiple... mortality makes me sad, and then you said, "Oh, does that make you sad?" In the most clinical voice. <laughs> that you usually don't speak to other people like that, but I have had the pleasure of hearing so very often that I then take a break and check in, check in with the thought process, just to make sure we're good and you're not, you know, uh, hip jumps uh, skip away um, from murdering everyone. <laughs> and I do that for you, listeners. Not today. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> it's, it's getting late. So she sees this like weird glowing insect, which mm-hmm. is never talked about again, which I assume... I assume it, it has zydrate. It feeds off of the zydrate of the corpses. Yeah. And she tries to, you know, capture it. And we get into a song, 21st Century Cure. Mm-hmm. And we find out... Uh, then we find out more about the world it's her and the grave robber because he's trying to get the side rate um from the corpses while she's just doing something i don't really mm-hmm. know what she's doing here Ch- she's chasing um, this bug i don't know if she's planning to extract the side because i didn't know she, if she I, was I think there she's like trying to find a cure we'll find out that she does have a uh the uh titular blood disease yeah uh <laughs> it's just called blood disease so descriptive <laughs> yeah yeah, that's that's how you know it was, spoiler that it's fake it's like oh what you have a blood disease what's it called blood, blood disease, disease. <laughs> yeah um and we're just talking about like this is the situation there and this is you know yeah. where the where people go to die uh it's 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 a graveyard so i don't mean it like that but you know what i'm saying and i mean people don't go there to as die technology dead people spread. are brought there yeah it's how nature graveyards work Nature failed as technology spread, and in between Shiloh and the grave robber speaking on the PA, you hear Zydrate's ad, which I thought mm-hmm. was very cool. Yes. I was very into that. At that point, I was just like, okay, I think I could get into this. I see what we're doing here. Um, you know what's I also- really like the lyric, finance your bones, because yeah. that sounds like yes. such a fun threat. Um, you know what's also wild? Like, I guess another, maybe- kind of message or lesson that could come from this movie so zydre is is a, an incredibly addictive painkiller that i assumed was intended to be um comparable to like opioids which yeah. like uh, that's also how like the opioid like e- epidemic started was that people were being like over prescribed it for like surgeries and stuff like that like wisdom teeth removal mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff and this is basically the same thing that's happening like all these people are getting these surgeries for Various reasons, but all these people are getting these surgeries, and so they need painkillers, so they're given Zydrate, which is highly addictive, so then they, like, yeah. 
it starts just an entire cycle of violence and pain and suffering mm-hmm. and destitution. Yeah. And we love that. We love, that, we love for that for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then we see a sign, grave robbers will be executed. Yep. And then the the character, grave robber, does an interesting thing with the music. That when they get to a certain point in the song, he just shouts as loud <laughs> as he can. Graves. <laughs> uh, alerting people. You know, watching over the graveyard mm-hmm. and although how they didn't see them before i mean like they like saw like they were looking for them but they didn't like they couldn't find so them he, until like, he takes, shouted that he like grabs the corpse he was extracting stuff from and he tells Charles like come with me and they go to this one again mausoleum who yeah. knows and then he takes the corpse and uses it as a battering <laughs> yep. and then i had the thought i said out loud then wrote it down because it made myself laugh desecrate much <laughs> Just you like are, that, I you, said Yeah, aloud. you are actively desecrating two bodies, like two sets of human remains by doing that, at minimum. And then we see that Shiloh's captured, and then I did scream yeah. Avril Lavigne, no, um, <laughs> because reasons. Mm-hmm. And then we see the Repo Man stops them and says, leave her alone. Yeah. And we're like, okay, at that point I was like, is it dead? <laughs> see okay is her dad <laughs> so when i first saw anthony head i was like is that anthony head and then i looked him up and i was like yep that's anthony head and i saw that it said like that he was the repo man and so like i i kind of already knew that but also i didn't I didn't think it was, it was supposed to be a secret. Obvious. Yeah, I was like, I didn't think it. Like, they, they showed it like some big reveal in the movie, but I was like, I don't think you hid that. Like, you buried that lead very well. Um, yeah, we get in the song Shiloh Wakes. Mm-hmm. And this is why I wrote down, is the Reaper Man her dad? And I wrote down, this song is better. I, I really like the, the use of the heart monitor as like, yes. you know, like a per- percussion section. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially with like the the irregular tempos i think mm-hmm. that's a really yeah fun they they do tool. they do the sort of like uh, again sweeney todd thing of like kind of trying to like change up the tempo and rhythm of the song to match like kind of conversational speed they succeed with at very to varying degrees at different times in the musical but yeah um and then i also this was an interesting choice of the society they're like, hey, let's have portraits of our loved ones and mm-hmm. let's make them like you got those holographic <laughs> ones from Spirit Halloween <laughs> and just make it the scariest thing imaginable. <laughs> no reverence to be had no. for these loved ones. It's like, it's like. Why did they do that? Because it's not, it's not a portrait. Because it's a like, goth opera, but whatever. It's not a portrait that's like, ah, yes, their loved ones will look upon the this and remember them with affection it's like while no, you're you... sleeping i'll steal your bones <laughs> like, <Literally. what? laughs> cheers <laughs> don't make me laugh <laughs> i hate you slit his throat and feed him to the dogs i don't, I don't care, care. <laughs> campbell are you okay you uh look like the picture that they told me means sad <laughs> Um, okay. Delightful. So, Shiloh wakes up, um, she's having an argument with her father, um, 
basically about we find out that she can't really go outside because she has this blood disease that she got from her mother. What kind of blood disease? A blood disease. Gotcha. A disease cool. of no the blood. No further questions. No further <laughs> fucking questions. And he just reminds her, it's like, you have to take your medicine. Yeah. Uh, here's your wig. So she she is bald. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, it is clear, like, it's supposed to be clearly a wig. Which mm. I was like, oh, cool. Thank God. I'm settled. Yeah. Um. And, and we get into we the song. He oh. locks. Her, he locks the outside of her room. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she is trapped Which, in there. It's twenty fifty seven. Do we not have? Why do we have to have these gothic keys? The thing I don't understand. If she is trapped in the room, and she stays in the room, why does she need a plastic like canopy? A canopy around her bed? Like what is it what is it intended to be segregating underst- her I, from? I didn't I didn't understand it was a plastic canopy. Because it's like not later sealed. On. It's not sealed, so it's not actually segregating the air or like keeping it cleaner no, or anything. It's, again, and she's it's trapped inside. It's not like a mesh Raven. net for but it's like how, how? fucking dare you question <laughs> this vision. Next. Get we it. get to the song. Infected. infected in the beginning i was into it i was just like "Ooh, mm-hmm. let me hear those dissonant chords Ooh, <laughs> i see what you're doing and she's like i'm infected by your genetics uh she does a great dad impression yeah she's been workshopping that alone because she can't <laughs> go anywhere mm-hmm. for 17 years and uh, she had like the pills in her hands that she lets fall and at first i was like take those pills you're sick like, like you're literally you dying you're literally done. The amount of time she doesn't take her medicine during this, I'm like, literally at the end, I wrote down, I was like, shouldn't you be just dead right now? Like, you haven't been taking your medicine this we'll entire movie. And we'll get into movie. it. And we'll get into it. Uh, and then I did laugh a lot that she has, she's like singing, um, and it's very like lyrical, um, very melodic. And then we have the line, why am I genetic such a bitch? bitch. And I <laughs> cracked the fuck up. Oh my gosh. Uh, she, you know, you know, she's struggling with her identity. Is it nature versus nurture? Is it rash versus shame? That That's what she equates to one another in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I was these, confused. These are, these are truths of this musical. Yeah, there's a lot of teen angst. Definitely, um, which I, I guess, I guess to an extent makes it I mean she's seventeen and she's been in that room for like, I mean you've seen Tangled many a time. Indeed, my friend who I'm going to see next week, uh, she just uh, got booked into this awesome show um, in Utah. And uh, hey Emma, how's it going? Going to see you soon. Um, her audition piece. Um, she had to sing two songs and I think it's like Disney or like musical, like related to the song she had to sing. So the first one she's saying, uh, a dream is a dream that your uh, heart makes. Uh, yeah. Uh, a, a dream, dream is, is a wish, wish that your heart, heart makes. makes. That heart makes. I think that was the first song. And the second song she was nervous about because it was kind of a big song. People usually don't sing that song, but she did mother's nose best from Ooh. tangle. And I was like, when she was like, yeah, I was thinking Perfect about villain I was like, song. I was like, you have to do it. There's, because I, I am not in that field. I am not in that, you know, industry. Mm-hmm. But I think, especially for singing, she was an opera major. 
uh, in college with us, and I've known her since like the sixth grade. Uh, when she abandoned us from band to join chorus, whatever, I'm not so bitter about it. Um, she played the flute. Um, when you are singing a song that like also showcases your acting and also how you can just you know enjoy what you're doing, yeah, that to me sounds like a great audition piece. Agree. Yeah. And she booked it. Booked it. Amazing. Uh, I love you. I'm up. Nathan's story. So locked up and then yeah. go back to comic back style to get background on Nathan. This so man has see... a whole D&D backstory. Yeah, he does. So we see him and his wife, Marnie, who is played by Sarah Power. Mm-hmm. But the singing voice for Marnie in one song is Nancy Long. But falls in love. She's pregnant. Gets really sick. Mm-hmm. And he uh, tries to cure her. Cure her. But she it dies. Kills. It's like killing her. So he had to make a choice. Either his wife or his child. Well, I thought it was more of like, she's just dying. And it was a matter of whether or not he could they save say, the baby. They, they said that he could only save one. Yes. Which, no. Yes. It, no, I. Which made me I think interpreted, there was a choice in the matter. That's fair. I guess I interpreted it as like he could only save the baby. Like I, I guess it, I, I just interpreted them as saying like he could only save the baby. But either way, he yeah. got the baby out. So yeah. saves Shiloh, and then yeah. he's been raising her ever since. And then um, he like, you know, gets in trouble. He's like, oh, he like killed his wife, and so um, Gene Co like makes him a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this is how it becomes the Repo Man. And so we see him walking down. There's a lot of ghost portraits. Um, yes. And we get into the song Legal Assassin. And he's saying things that are very, like, I'm concerned for Shiloh. She should fear the father. Um, <laughs> I hate this. Well, I hate this Instagram lighting is something I wrote. Oh, um, yeah. I this living, weird he's filters. He's screaming, I am living out a lie. It's like, you're just down the hall from your daughter. Like, mm-hmm. can she not hear this? And uh, he has, she like, can this... never leave. And the ghost course in the background, background says, assassin, murder, monster. And it's fun. And then he has this, like, behind this fireplace, right? He has this secret, like, Dexter-style kill laboratory. Um, that's like, oh, so you're... You're full on serial killer, just living your fantasy right now. And then he takes off his glasses, looks in the mirror, slicks back his hair, because nothing says evil like, like wet slick hair. back hair, mm-hmm. just wet hair. Yep. Um, and we get to this like brief interlude song called "Lungs and Livers," which is like kind of like ragtime. That's what style, that was. I could never which, figure out which song that was supposed to be. Yeah, lung. Yeah, that that was that song, and it is basically like an ad, like jingle for Gene Co. Um, and it's terrifying and then we get to what i think is the worst song of the musical mark, mark it, it up. up i did not i didn't like it there, there's no part of this i like the acting well it's because the acting it's not that the acting was bad i was disturbed by the entirety of this song yes agree i mean his children so are see the siblings with the uh, different uh gene co interns that they call the gin turns which i was mm-hmm. like that's fun yeah um who are handling organs very poorly also uh, 
Luigi so, is like screaming and he's super horny. And then his brother something... like says to them, "Is like, oh, you should fuck our sister." And I'm like, "What yeah. is wrong with these people?" And then he like, he was like, "If there's not a hole, I like see, I'll I'm gonna like, fuck make, it. I'm gonna make a new one and fuck it." So then he just stabs one of these interns and like kicks her over. And I'm, I'm so confused as to like what he's supposed to like portray. But like also, okay, here's my thing. I think the thing for me that's most disappointing about this movie is that when it, <laughs> when it started, I was like, oh, cool, like a medical horror that's a medical horror that's based in like anatomy and like pathophysiology and like disease and stuff. But then as you go on, like, again, blood disease, like you realize that they just have, there's no there was an opportunity real to medical bring basis. A lot of, even if they just like, talked about like well, actual diseases well here's I my talked thing. about more organs and like you know names of processes and surgical procedures here's my that could thing have elevated it so much even if they just made the props anatomically correct to size that would be fine with me that's all i need because yeah. like especially later on when he pulls out the dude's spine and i'm just like that's not that's not what that would then look like. Then it has like. a barcode at the bottom of it, like a sticker. And like the brains, every single brain was a radically different size. And one of them was way too small. And I was just like, what? Maybe it was a child's brain, a baby brain. But they took baby it out of a brain. whole ass person. Look at, look at an adult maybe, person. Maybe it was put in there because maybe that was a, like a fun surgery they, they got and they couldn't <laughs> afford. They, wanted, they got the baby brain. They wanted surgery. a baby brain. Yeah. Oh my Lord. Okay. Okay. Um, and then something that I I think we could, like, really use in our podcast. So they'll, like, stab, talk about incest. And mm-hmm. then there'll be a very comical boingy, boingy, like, sound effects <laughs> and whistles and slide whistles and, like, kazoos. I did not like this. <laughs> like, what? This isn't fucking Animaniacs. Like, what um, are you doing? Darren Smith, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> also, the gin turn... Full on bleeding out on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and they're just like this... ripping out these organs and handling them with their bare hands. Yeah, and they're just talking about how we like this is this song. The purpose of this song is to really see introduce us to these characters. These mm-hmm. characters are monsters. Everything is like an object to them. Mm-hmm. They are like you know top of the world. The world exists uh, for their gratification, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And so there is no consequences to anything that they do, including killing and necrophilia. Um, yeah. Just publicly. Mm-hmm. That's what gets. There's me. a. I couldn't figure out where it was supposed to be, but there's a song in there called. Uh, basically, I forget exactly what it's called, but basically, Can't Get It Up If The Girl's Breathing is a name of a song in this musical. A credited song, at least. Love that. Um, so then, so we, we see... And again, um, like, the acting on their parts, I was like, I can't look at you anymore because I am so disturbed. Yeah, especially Luigi. Oh my gosh. Like, Luigi, There's I was just like... Very much, I, like... I couldn't see psycho, past the character. A, yeah. Which, yeah, it's, it does take the time shining, in itself. that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, I couldn't see... He, he's a really... He's really, 
you can tell he is very talented in the field that he's in. Yeah. And the like, field that he is what in was is it? meant um, to disturb and dismay the audience. Into the Woods where you were like, oh, this isn't this character. This is just this actor singing these songs. Oh, yeah. This is it's the like, opposite. That, in, this yeah, is like, opposite. you're in, too into the deep woods, into it. <laughs> I'll say it again. Into the Woods. Stop casting certain people in these musicals. You can say James Corden Campbell. James Corden was not the baker. <laughs> this was James Corden singing songs from Into the Woods. And like, I mean, he can sing, mm-hmm. he can act, he has had a great career for himself. Stop. Stop. <laughs> we don't need to have A-list celebrities in these musicals. Is so James Corden an A-list celebrity now? I I I that had quotes. I like <laughs> James Corden. I is going to be in uh, uh, um, Wicked. As what? Like the well, I guess uh, as who? Um, oh, I forgot the character's name, mm-hmm. but it's like a, a big role, and he was in that godforsaken Cinderella jukebox musical. I didn't. I'm not watching it. I'm not seeing more it, than I had to watch. Yeah. Like, there are such talented performers out there. You don't need to have... If anyone can show that you don't have to have recognizable names of actors to make a musical, look at Nikki Blonsky in Hairspray. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. She was fan-fucking-tastic. I think about her often. I mean, she's incredibly she talented. Incredible. Like, oh my talented. gosh. So anyway, Luigi is o- the opposite of this. God. Luigi Mario of the Mario Brothers. You know that's their no, last Luigi. name, Mario? Their they're, last name is Mario? Mario and Luigi, Mar- Mario and Luigi Mario. Yeah, Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. They're the Mario Brothers. Do not care for that. <laughs> Do not care for that. <laughs> Did you ever see the live action Mario movie? I didn't even know there was one, because who would watch that? From, like, the 90s? Is that the one with the quote, um, I have a question for God. Why? <laughs> Is that the one? Maybe. Oh, that might have just been a But we had it on whatever. DVD, and, like, Luigi was hot. We'll talk about it later. Okay. We're getting distracted. So we see Shiloh. Oh, no, we'll bring it back. Mario and Luigi. You were Mario. I was Luigi for Halloween. Halloween special. Yeah, so you're a psychopath. According to this movie. I mean, compared, like, between the two of us, Raven. I am a high-functioning sociopath. Get it straight. And am I a psychopath? No. uh, Between the two of us, though, comparatively, (laughs) it's still you. (laughs) I'm doing better. Yeah, you have. And I'm really proud of you. You're, like, making an effort to, like, understand what emotions are. Mm Mm-hmm. Into the thick of it. Shiloh. So we cut over to her, and we see that she's watching, uh, like, she's watching TV, and there's a promo on oh, no, for no, no, the no. gen... We, we, before that, we see uh, Rhodey's story. No, that's right after that. I made this note before that. It's like a quick, it's like a quick cut. Like, we literally only see her for, like, 30 seconds. It's just, it's just that they're, oh. bring, they're just bringing up the fact that the genetic opera is coming up. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then, we, and then, yeah, we go to Roti's story. My apologies. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Um, yeah, so Roti's story. So we see um, he used to date Marnie and they were going to like get married or whatever. But then she fell in love with Nathan and ran off with him. So then as revenge, he actually put like a poison or whatever in um, Nathan's, Nathan's cure, cure. Which like, how? 
Because wasn't he creating it and administering it at his house? I, I mean, it's, I mean, this man, this man owns close. the city, so and he owns the city and assassins. So. Correct, correct. But basically, Roti killed uh, Nathan's wife, or Marnie. killed Marnie. Yeah, yeah. not. And then we Nathan get into himself. a reprise of things you see in a graveyard, and this is where it, like I learned it was like twenty fifty seven because we see Shiloh, the grave that she's at, um, is her mom's, mm-hmm. and she was. Uh, uh, Shiloh was born 17 years ago. And so I think, yeah, her mom was born in 2011. I think that's what they said on the grave. I didn't look at the dates. Whatever. So, um... Uh, so then we see that Shiloh is kidnapped while she's looking at her mom's grave. Um, yeah. And Largo basically offers, like, test a cure on her that he's been working on. Um, but he's like... And the song Limo Ride, which starts off with, my kids are the fucking worst. Yeah, whose fucking fault is that? Yeah, that's on you, dude. Um, and they're, and he's yeah. like, yeah, they're the worst. And she's like, let me go. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I yeah, so anyway, home. more about me. Yeah, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the fuck up out of here. <laughs> I have a blood disease. <laughs> I need my medication. Even and, though she never like, takes it. And he was like, we have a possible cure and I would love to share it with you. Yeah. Um, we have this like event coming up. Will you be my date? Hated Creepy. that. Hated everything about that. Creepy. Uh, She's 17. person, Mag, will be there. Who's like a singer. Who's like the, the main performer for the genetic opera. The so voice she's like, of. Jinko. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, my dad will be so mad. And he was like, who says dad needs to know everything? And I'm just like, Too um, The law. Uh, and also the he fact is that the you're law. a grown-ass man and I'm 17 years old. And then we get to a really annoying song that makes me, like, convinced that, Nath- that, that Nathan's a bad person. Right? Yeah. Well, well, we knew he was a bad person, but mm-hmm. he, like, actually enjoys what he's doing. Fully a Thankless job. Yep. So he has this guy, like, strapped up alive. Mm-hmm. And he's going to harvest his organs. He's mm-hmm. going to repo. Mm-hmm. Reap, oh, shut up! Yeah. Uh, and then he cuts him open, takes his organs and the, stuff out. The star of the song. What happened to his voice? Like, have a lozenge. It's all like <laughs> craggly when he's like in evil. I thought he was. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought that was just like his evil voice, like to show that he because was going dark. He's like Shiloh, my daughter. I love you. Take your medicine. And I'll kill like, everyone. Thankless job. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Which I will never make that voice again. So you're welcome, listeners. Um, that like pained me to do. And the I was, like, puppetry. What are you doing? Oh yeah, he like guts him, mm-hmm. and then he like and sticks, sticks his, his hand, hand in. and like uses a corpse puppet. Corpse and you puppet. know, you know what that reminded me of? Ugh. In tenth grade what? anatomy. Uh, we were dissecting. What did you do? We were dissecting a sheep's heart. I didn't do anything, although I did find it very funny. We were dissecting sheep's a sheep's heart, heart and uh, my for, uh, my teacher, um, Mr. Hamilton. Um, he. Shout out to Mr. Hamilton. We had just done the, uh, the like the bisection where you're just cutting it in half and you see like the two sides with like the ventricles and stuff. I know what bisection means, Raven. I was explaining for our listeners, Campbell. Not everyone was uh, science background, Campbell. Elitist. In 10th grade. Um, In 10th grade. Not everyone did a, a heart dissection or... Yeah, I know. I know, I know. Chill. I'm trying to be accessible. Um, 
and we we have done the bisection and he came over and stuck his pencils in either ventricle and then did a hello my baby hello my darling <laughs> using the that's so <laughs> i hate that because you know i loved it animals but that's so fucking funny really i thought they were otters no they're not surprisingly <laughs> Um, and you know I love the children's show PB&J Otters on Disney Channel. Hello, mm. my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> gal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still think of <laughs> I still think of Jim Carrey's The Mask whenever I hear that song. Because like you say Jim Carrey's The Mask. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how people refer to it. Because there were other The Masks before yeah, that I really one. like the animated show. Oh, I've never seen it. The Mask. <laughs> Sans Jim's game. <laughs> I don't know. The, the working we have, a, title. we have a weird vibe going on tonight, but I'm kind of here for I it. I don't know what's going on with us, Raymond. Guess it's like, partly the absinthe, partly the this fucking musical. We are drinking absinthe, mm-hmm. and I like. I don't know. Just when you coat a coop with absinthe, you like do a little drop, few drops, and then you swirl it around, and then the excess you dump it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not dumping out any absinthe, baby. <laughs> And it adds, like, the interesting thing about it is that it adds such a good, like, flavor base. Because you almost can't, with the exception of smelling it. Like, smelling it, you can always smell the absinthe. But, like, <laughs> drinking sip, I it, could taste it. <laughs> with the lemon juice and the orange liqueur, like, you really can't taste the absinthe per se. But the, that anise seed, like, flavor really adds to the drink. It's so fun, that London dry gin, um, that is very distinct. Mm-hmm. It's such a good filler liquor. Yes. It's definitely the type of liquor you can add to something and almost, like... If you you're mean, aware like, that there's gin about, like, in the it, but, like, it doesn't... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a shout like... to episode two. Oh, 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 wow, that was so long ago. Uh, over a year ago. The Anastasia episode took me over 11 hours to record because it was the first episode I'd ever done. Edit. Edit, Yeah. Bro, 11 hours recording with you. I was like, I left after hell. like five hours after recording. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> uh, thankless job, the puppetry, weird. Thankless job, Raven um, editing this podcast. Yep. Just kidding. Then it's we not get... a thankless job because I'm constantly asking to help and she refuses my help. Love you. So then we get into, I think, Worthy Heirs? I don't know. They bring up Worthy Heirs later, but I didn't know if it was a callback or if that well, was when the song happened. we find more about Blind Mag, is what they call her. Mm. Uh, the character's name is Magdalene. Um, but they call her Blind Mag. Because um, she used to be blind, but isn't anymore, which is weird. And then we see this, like, yeah, do they call it, like, Sanitation Square, Sanitary Square? Uh, like, yeah. Going to... Uh, post-plague Italian Renaissance is mm-hmm. what they call it. Which, Still here for. Uh, I hate it. Um, <laughs> and then we see Pavi. I don't, I don't like the filter over it. There are too many weird filters in this movie. Then we see Pavi like getting blown. Mm, fully. Yep. Yep. Did not turns. care for that. And then we hear the gin turns have like a little ditty. Um, and then we get into uh, Luigi... Pavi Amber Harass Meg is the song title. Oh, interesting. Wait, who's Meg? Mag, sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
where we see the different siblings come up and they're like, Jinko's gonna be mine, or it's going to be mine, and Amber's like, it's not gonna be Mag. either one I can of sing, I can sing better than she can. Why is she the one always singing? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mag's just like, shut the fuck up. Um, and so... I do and really like, like Mag's aesthetic. I, at first I was like, does she have pink eye? And we find out she was blind before. Mm-hmm. Um, we see, like, her backstory, comic book backstory. Yeah. She was Mogni's best friend. 17 years ago, um, she was blind. She got this surgery so that she could see see, see again. But also something and, extra, because her eyes are, like, real weird and, like, have, like, magical... Or I guess technological... Oh, well, they talked about those cornea implants before. Yeah. Like, so far. And so that, I think that was, like, prototypes of that. Mm-hmm. Where you can record, like, what you're seeing, like, is recorded, and then you can play back memories. Like, that one... Yeah, but then the episode, stuff around her eyes... sounds like my worst hell. The stuff around her eyes, I didn't know if it was meant to just be, like, makeup, but it seemed like... It almost, they almost made it seem like it was a byproduct of the surgery. Yeah, she had anime eyes. Yeah, it was. It was weird. like uh, uh, shout out to my uh, anime watcher listeners, like Fire Force when they're using their third generation fire powers, kind of situation. Mm. Some people will get that. I don't. Um, Paris Hilton song stuck in my head. <laughs> Even oh my gosh um yeah and then we find out blind. we find out that oh shit we find out that mags is basically contract. yeah she's basically owned by gene co now like if she leaves then basically they have the right to like repossess her eyes like do all that standard shitty stuff that they've Which, been doing i mean it's interesting that like this repossession mm-hmm. of organs, especially there's like some that are like cosmetic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Weird thing to say. Um, means that you you're just going to kill them. Yeah, because like because like, a cornea. Like, certain, like it. There's like, like I mean, you could remove the eye surgically and not kill her. Very easily, especially like, especially no, the corneas. That's not what we're doing. Like cornea transplants are very, <laughs> as that? far as transplants go, very simple. You know, you know that SpongeBob episode with the strangler, and uh, they're trying <laughs> to break in back at SpongeBob house, and he's like pretending to be his bodyguard, and he's like, "Oh, get on my shoulders, so I can like lift you up." And SpongeBob goes, "With these spiky cleats, anything is possible." And he's like, "Wait, cleats!" And like goes straight into his eye sockets. <laughs> And he's like, oh, scream. He's like, he's like, get them out. He's like, my my cleats are stuck in your corneas. <laughs> Incredible. Why do you remember that? Oh my gosh. It's, I, you know how good I am with SpongeBob. You, you know everything from SpongeBob. The, well, only concerning. like the good episodes. Like the first three or four seasons. Mm. SpongeBob game is a very fun game to play. Okay. Uh, it's a game yeah. for insane people. Um, I terrified trevor with that game when david yes and I were at mojo's rest in peace not david or trevor but mojo's the bar um and we get to um seeing Euster's memory mm-hmm. and so there's like quick singing um between uh roti and mag and shiloh and we get to kind of like a press conference about the next performance for mag and uh, Roji's jokes jokes around 
Um, it's like, yeah, and she belongs to Gene Co. Yeah, technically we own you. I'm joking. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very much a. <laughs> it's sad because it's true. And then, um, what's her name? Shiloh's in a surgical tent. It's a surgical, like, carnival tent. So yeah. that's fun. Um, and she's just saying, how will I get home? And, and then... she's, like, a dying because she doesn't have her medication. And we hear her, like, censor for, like, hey, you need to medicate, like, your blood, yeah. your blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. We hear and that we... going off. And then, quick turn, we see Batman move, stringing mm-hmm. up, you know, villain by mm-hmm. the feet. Poor by unsuspecting victim. Yeah. Um, by um, Repo Man, and then he's just like, you know, he's just gonna gut him like a fish, and then he and he that. also gets the alert that like, because it seems it seems like up it's until like now, life she, alert. yeah, it seems like up until now, like the basic like, hey, you need to take your medication, like she's just been getting, but now that it's getting like, no, like you like you need to take your medication, like blah blah blah, like now he's getting the alert too, um, and so he calls her, um, in a song called Inopportune Telephone Call, um very descriptive (laughs) and so she's trying to like hide the fact like one she's away from home she's at this festival and she's not taking her medication and he's trying to hide the fact that like hey i'm actively killing a man while we're on this telephone call (laughs) yeah and then like yeah he was like did you take your medicine he's like yes um and she was like oh what's that noise it's like he's like oh "Oh, it's one of my patients He's like, do your patients need you? And he's like, yeah. Oh, will he live? The, 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 oh, he's like, it's looking pretty grim. <laughs> um, which, like, it's... Because I'm going to kill him. That's not a lie. Oh, um, my gosh. And it's interesting because in a lot of our musicals that we have uh, dissected thus mm-hmm. far together, Raven, there's a theme that comes up a lot. And this theme being communication mm. Follow-up questions. Follow and the questions. value of, comma the value of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, so basically, fast acting medicine. They basically that she takes real quick. Then she's fine. And yeah, and they basically end with um, I love a you. spine which is disproportionately large for this man's body. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Um, and they end with basically like, oh yeah, I'll be home as soon as I'm done here, blah, 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 bye, I love you. Raven, <laughs> you know, you know I have issues with my brain and connecting different things together. Mm-hmm. You want to just hear what my brain just did Absolutely. In second. Lay it okay, on me. So, big spine. I was like, big spine surgery. Big spine re- reminds me of these cheat codes in these like PlayStation games. Concern. Where like, say like in Spider-Man, like you would just have like the big head cheat. Everything's the same, but, like, your head is huge, which reminded me of the dog, the toys, and I thought the jingle, little bodies, big head, the dog, nuff said. Split second. It's exhausting being me. (laughs) I can relate to that thought process. Yeah, like, it makes sense logically, but, like, why? (laughs) <laughs> I mean it doesn't make I mean it does and it doesn't make sense logically it I, makes I sense logically to process. the t- I see how you got to A to B to C to Z it, I see that it makes sense to me because I'm also fucked in the head but to like <laughs> normal people like really? it's <laughs> you know neurotypical see people. when you said dog though my brain went to can the I pet that dog? dog 
Uh-oh. Can I pet Can that dog? <laughs> Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? Hey. Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? No. Can I pet that dog? No, he's sleeping. Can I pet that dog? Just let the little boy pet the dog. Love pet that dog. Zydrate support meeting is where we go next. So this is a support meeting for Zydrate addicts, which is basically we anyone who's ever taken the drug. We see the robber find Shiloh in the tent and was just like, let's get out of here. Yeah. And like runs off together. So we get to the song, or we get to the, Zy- the scene maybe. for the Zydrate support meeting, which is a support meeting for like Zydrate addicts, which is basically anyone who's ever taken the drug. And we get into the song. Which does seem like everyone. Yes. And we get into the song Zydrate Anatomy. And this song, I really like. Just the the rhythm of it when he's like explaining like the needle goes in the gun and blah, blah, blah. Like the rhythm of that, oh. I really, really like. And like right before this at the press conference, he was like, they're getting like, oh, we hear of all these really shitty things that are happening. And Rhodey was like, oh, good question. I'm going to take, I'm going to, the person that can answer this question is my daughter, amber sweets and like she's not there and then we get into finding out that she's addicted to zydrate and having surgeries yeah zydrate anatomy that first woman that first addict that sees shiloh and is like how old are you 17 i got my first surgery as 13 zydrate um zydrate addiction and then you know how you know how people that have no idea about sex work mm-hmm. write sex workers? Yes. They use this one phrase. Oh. Um, first surgery at 13, and then that Zydrate didn't feel a thing, and then I was just turning tricks. Which is <laughs> one, not how that happens, but also don't call it, don't know. This song no. is very much like Music Man. Like, have you seen the Muffin Man? There's certain lines that everyone repeats, like, very theatrically. Mm-hmm. Then you take a little glass vial. A little glass vial? A little oh, glass vial! It's, it's very, um, uh, uh, Trouble in, uh, River City. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying Which to think of that song the whole time, the but I, like, in, in knew you man. would know. It's, um, it's, yeah, my favorite song from the musical. And so. then Paris Hilton is there and, like, singing along. And it's just like, I'll do anything for Zydrate, my Zydrate daddy. Zydrate Zaddy, I apologize. Zydrate Zaddy, yes. <laughs> Zydrate Zaddy. <laughs> um, and then she's just like, you know, posing, dancing up uh, like on a door. And I did write yeah. down, this is perfect. <laughs> really fits. I don't think um, this would be what it was without Paris Hilton. And I don't mean that negatively. I really don't. I think Paris Hilton was good in this. I think what the character of Amber Sweet was. I I think she is exactly what the character requires. Yes. Yes. And I'm like. And I do mean that in a negative way. (laughs) Oh, I mean. But like, okay. And I get that. That's negative. Like for her character, not the character she plays, just like Mm -hmm. character as a person. But for like casting and acting. Correct. In a positive way. Yes. Um... And we, we also um, hear the line. They're addicted to the knife. Line. Addicted to the knife. Addicted to the knife. <laughs> and we hear the line, grave robber, sometimes I wonder why I need you at all. And it's like, well, of course. And, and his repeated line is, for every market that 
is created, there's a sub-market that comes about. And that's what he is. Like, if you're going to have all these people getting these surgeries, they need painkillers. And if they are already going in debt just to get the surgery, they can't afford the painkillers. So you need these black market, uh, like, pain pushers, basically, to get these drugs for you. And so it becomes this endless cycle um, that just, you know, feeding you know, the, the belly of the beast. I don't the think the these beast. people can feel pain anymore. Yeah. Because also, even when you, I mean, especially when you look at the corpses, but like, some of just the way their like bodies bend. And it's just like, that doesn't seem comfortable. Yeah. But you um, do you, friend. And then um, they mention, like, uh, Amber's like seeing something, singing something. And Shiloh mentions, like, oh, is that the Blind Mag song? And they're like, don't mention Yikes. her. Do not mention her. She's and a little touchy. Like, I should be singing instead of her. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, so um, you think she can sing? And it's like, well, that's objectively true. Yeah. You're just jealous. Yeah. Um, not jealous, envious. Jealousy is acceptable. En- envious and then not. they see, like, she sees this, Shiloh sees this magazine about the Repo Man and mm-hmm. takes it. And, and she's like, like, oh my god, the they're coming to kill Blind Mag. Mag, because she was like, this is my last performance. I'm not doing anything after this. And they're like, oh, so they're going to kill Oh, so then after. you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they own you and also it's Jinko. And um, then we see, like, the different agents. They're like, hey, hey, boss man, we got Amber. We're, br- we're bringing back home. Um, Shiloh makes it home. And her and her dad almost catch each other. Yeah, her so her dad walks in and she's like just room. yeah, and like he's coming from the her his uh you know mad scientist horror factory. Dexter style kill laboratory, Dexter's kill laboratory. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Where are we? Who ordered pizza? Uh, it's the I name of a song in here, about that side which words. doesn't make uh, any Nathan sense. Nathan gets called to Gene Co. Mm-hmm. Um. This is also where I wrote down, like, I'm confused by what is a song and what isn't. Because this is, like, this is one of many times that they literally, literally sang two lines. And that was credited as a song. In the middle of conversational dialogue. Um, So he finds out Mag's last show's tonight. So Repo Man, you're going to have to kill her and take her down. And he's like, oh, I can't do that. And they're like, well, we'll make you remember what you did to Marnie. And he's like, please don't. And they're like singing to him, you are like, a monster. But also like, it's not like he doesn't remember. Like she was his wife and she died. I mean, he doesn't know that technically Largo killed her, but like she died as a result of his action. And like there's no way. finds out. There's no way that like he, he doesn't, he out. will never not remember that. Like you're just torturing. I mean, granted, he, he is a monster, yeah. but like you're just torturing him. Oh, but that's point. intentional because he stole his woman. Yeah. Mm. His object of affection. <sighs> Stupid. So then we get into the object. song Night Surgeon. At this point, I did, like, this is the point I was like, I think there's only one repo man. It's not yeah, men. because because they're specifically calling him in to do this, and like yeah. when he when he's saying like I'm not gonna do it, it's like a big deal for them that he's not gonna do yeah. it. So yeah, it's weird. And then all the siblings, there's this guy like hooked up to a chair, strapped up, and they're like, "Kill this guy for us!" And like everyone's like getting such sexual gratification from like of it, especially the brothers. Yeah, they're, like remember what you did to Marnie, and. The Gentars are dancing like a cat about to throw up. 
Yeah. Just everything about this scene, I was like, what's it's, going on? It's so... And there's a difference. It's like, it's like, like every... Do your surgery now. There's a difference between surgery and mutilation. And yeah. no one knows it in this movie. And also, like, there's an air to this scene that feels like every element of it is intended to just make you uncomfortable. Like every Which, element I mean, of this scene is creepypasta intentionally. It's supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah, no, it makes it makes sense, but it's like it's like it's the specific way that they pull it off in this scene where it's like every element like the 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 chanting and the music and the mutilation and the dancing, it's just like every element is working together to just make this whole scene just like uh Which I will say like with the uh, Repo Man I, I don't know if this is what they were, like, referencing, but, like, his, like, plight, not necessarily going around harvesting organs, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, his character background and, like, his, like, being ruled by these class of people does, I think, is maybe referencing, like, the Greek hero Bophides. I thought about that earlier. I thought I was going to catch you. Just say it. <laughs> I'm not giving you the satisfaction. <laughs> Both of these nuts. I, for a second, I thought I almost got you, which I, I really... think you would have, I think you would have quit the podcast. <laughs> Cause like, as you were, as you were leading up to it, I was like, I, I could clearly see the direction you were going. And I was trying to think, I was like, what is he going to compare this to? And then when you said it, I was like, wait, <laughs> wait a second <laughs> you almost got me though you did almost i almost got me. you i i try my best i'll, I'll get it next time listeners no i, you I won't. swear i will i know stop I won't. okay <laughs> night surgery. you know i love to pull Mutilation. a joe and angie on folks uh... well it's halftime sports fans um I don't, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, it's Campbell from Boost Coles. Uh, I'd like to tell you all about Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation. This foundation keeps music alive in schools by providing vital support services to school districts and new musical instruments to underfunded music programs nationwide, giving underrepresented youth access to the many benefits of music education, leading them to success in school, and inspiring creativity and expression through playing music. There have been over 34,000 donated instruments and over 2 million students impacted by this organization. Some of the support services they offer are professional development for music teachers led by certified uh, instrument repair technicians and further community engagement and instrument drives, just to name a few. Again, Raven and I believe the best way to support us as a podcast is to support organizations like Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation that supports music education and the passion of music in our youth. You can donate at mhopus.org slash donate. Again, that's mhopus.org slash donate. Uh, back to our nonsense. Chase the morning. I really like the background singing for this. Yes. So we see Mag is there. Mm-hmm. At Shiloh's house, and let's talk about Mag. Cause do you know who Mag is? Who is she? She's Sarah fucking Brightman. Sarah fucking Brightman. A little lay, about a little lay bit it about on Sarah. Us. 
she has more than 180 gold and platinum awards mm-hmm. in over 40 countries. Amazingly talented. Uh, her her Western debut was Cats, and she also originated the role of Christine in Fan of the Opera on Broadway. Mm-hmm. She is the first artist who has been invited to perform at the Olympics twice. Mm-hmm. Being Incredibly the Barcelona talented. and Beijing. Incredibly talented. She's worked with some of the, the most masterful people with the human voice possible. What the fuck is she doing here? <laughs> that was another thing where it was just like... Because it's fun. Why? Like, like again, it's like I think amazing I've said this in before. her role and very good singer, but just like, why are you here, though? Because it's fun. We talked about this in uh, Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. I was thinking about that, too, yeah. Which is Raven's, one of fa- Raven's favorite music. Because, like, why is Amy Adams there? Like, Because <laughs> she wants to have she a had good time. fun. Because it's fun. And it, they, like, had a good time doing this. And this is, like, their thing. And this, like, I'm, I'm going to be real real here for a second, folks. Ooh. This musical is not for me. It is not Same. my thing. I am not the target audience. But the who it's for and what they like, this is blew it out of the park. They're just having fun. They're mm-hmm. having so much fun doing this. Yeah. This, I, I would think, I would hope, Sarah did as well. Because we're on a first name basis. I can see that. She's so fucking talented. What the She fuck? is indeed. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, give us a toast, Raven. A spooky toast. A toast? Oh, fuck. Spooky? You know I don't do spooky. Uh, I will Dude, try, put though. Put it on us. Um... Like spooky. A ghost toast. A ghost toast. Um, to all the ghouls and gals who have helped us make it this far, happy Halloween. And, uh, oh, fuck. I wanted to make like a pun about like alcohol and Halloween, but I'm not that creative and I'm too tired. Uh, let's, work, <laughs> let's workshop it. Uh, happy Halloween, puns, uh, alcohol, um, booze. To, to my boozers and shakers. Yes. I I feel like that's a thing from content I follow. Probably. That's what they call the followers of, and that's why we drink podcast. Boozers mm. and shakers. I like it. To Shout girls, out to, and ghouls, that's why we drink. Girls, gays, and theys. My boozers and shakers. Hey, ghouls, girls, gays, and theys. Love it. In that scenario, the men are dead. And that's... <laughs> the, the straight men are dead. I was about to say, isn't that bad for you? If <laughs> all the men are dead? Ghouls... Uh, I mean, in the Venn diagram of ghouls and gays, I am in the middle. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I feel like oh, that Campbell, funny, I love y'all. you so much. Okay. Objectively wonderful. I am a joy and delight. Repo the Everybody opera. wants to be a composer. We uh, we just took like a Slash forty-five minute hiatus. Come back. <laughs> Slash comeback. Like that's um, so we Chris find Patrick. out Mag uh, Nathan tells 
Nathan told Mag that Shiloh died. Yes. So Mag could have been like a mother to this child. Yeah, because she's supposed to be her godmother, and she's like now I has promised spent her... uh, Marnie. Yeah, and so now she's like, I spent this whole seventeen years letting my best friend's daughter, who I'm the godmother to, like basically just rot away in this room because you've been hiding her away and like not letting her live a life or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like this house is literally a prison, and yep. I think the title "Everyone's a Composer" is like leading like everyone there's like certain people like conducting pulling the strings um no pun intended Mm -hmm. controlling like the tempo of this like house Mm -hmm. as like a ringleader situation yeah and then like mag gets kicked out and then we get to the comeback part rochelle was like no 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 the repo man's after him after her she will die we have to do something and then her dad's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and we get into what chance has a 17-year-old girl. And it was just like, I had dreams too. I'm an yeah. adult. I understand. I can't make it in this world. I'm having trouble. Do you think you can do any better? You're a 17-year-old yeah. girl. And it's basically, and it's basically him saying, like, it's not... Like, it's, it's basically him saying, like, you, the world out there is way worse than you think it is. Like, and it's, mm-hmm. like, you do not have the skills. Like, not necessarily because you don't have the capability, but, but just, like, the world is far worse than what you are prepared for. And yeah. you, I don't feel that you have what it, that, not that you have what it takes to make it, but that you are prepared to make it in that world. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, yeah. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> she, oh, and then we get into the song 17. And I will, I, I will have to say. Bro. They will never remake this movie. If they did, do you know who should play Shiloh? Who? Willow Smith. I see that. I see that. And I'm here for it. No. Who yeah. play her? Willow Smith. Um, we get into 17, where it's very much like, oh, yes, father, I don't know whatever I was thinking. I'm only 17. And then she's like, it's better than fucking 40, you old fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> and then gets fart? into a pu- punk rock song. Do you know who's playing guitar in this? Who? Joan Jett. Who that? Kimball, you look so white right now. <laughs> I mean, she's a singer, songwriter. I mean, I assumed if she's playing the. Um, she has a really uh, uh, you know the song "Cherry Bomb." She has a fun rendition of the song "I Love Rock and Roll." But like the like female version of it. Um, this is a female I hate myself version? For Wait, there's a male you. version? Uh, Dirty Deeds. Do you want to touch me? Uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Uh, they're inducting the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, let me see some songs you may know of her. Mm. Joan Jett. Anytime you say songs that I would know, I still don't know them usually. 
Uh, there's some that you just don't know the title of the songs, but you have heard. I'm not going to make you listen to these songs. This is not okay. going to be a Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac situation. Um, which... Yeah, you know, the song, like, yeah, Bad reputa Reputation. Um, but, like, I love rock and roll. Dun -dun -dun -dun, the jukebox, baby. But the song, uh, bam, 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 bam. No, I know, I know that song, I know that song but Bad yeah. Reputation. Um, Bad Reputation. Wait, is that the I don't give a damn about my reputation? Yes. Is that that song? Okay. I know that song. Um. That's who's playing the guitar in the back of this musical. I see. For I see the amazement now. Cause I, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. We're on the same page. Mm -hmm. And it fits. People were ex exposed to different kinds of music. Yeah. And that's okay. Also, the line, um, you cannot control me, father. Daddy's girl's a fucking monster. And I'm like, oh, Lord, the teen angst. <laughs> you know what her blood disease is? Angst. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. She's free, bro, she's he like slapped the shit out of her. Yeah, he did. And then there's, like, the skeleton of Noel Fielding in the background dancing along. Yeah. But it's just... She's like, I'm sick of hanging with the dead. I'm going to join the, li join the living. I'm freer than 16. I'm 17. I am moving on with my life. Which, like, are you, freer, so are you freer than 16? Because, like, what does that mean? Like, what... Like, I, I don't know. Does she just mean she's freeing herself? Because I'm just like, nothing about your situation. She's free. Free your mind. The rest will follow. Free your right mind. Then. The rest will the follow. The rest will follow. Uh, good old Modern Family. I mean, and the song itself. But, you know, the flash mob that they did in Modern Family was solid. That's a good show. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then he smacks the shit out of her. He, bro. Mm. He almost knocked, knocked that wig off her head. Yeah. And then we cut to Rhodey. And we get to so the song Happiness, Happiness is, not, is a warm, not a Warm Scalpel. Warm scalpel. Which is just so, like, bruh. <laughs> that, the, that word. Those wording. That wording. Yeah. Yeah. Poetic. And Ugh. we see Amber is very upset because she just because got some, like, surgery. Her surgery and... got botched, and it was, like, on her face. So not an organ one, but, like, just basic cosmetic surgery, I believe. Isn't a skin the skin an organ? Shut. Shut up. I was 90% confident that the skin was an organ. No, it, that it is. Per... That, no, the 10% frightened me. It is the largest <laughs> organ in the body. Mm. Besides this dick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we like to have fun here. Um where the fuck are we? Uh seventeen. And this and this is He where slapped the shit out of her. Happiness is not a warm scalpel. That's where scalpel. we are. Okay. Yeah, she fucked Amber's up her face. Like, I look like a crime scene. And then she does. She Loki does. She has like and a lot of like scarring. And like to the point, like, I don't understand what the surgery was. What, did she get a new face? Like her eyes did look different. So it it okay, so the scarring was across her right not cheek saying and across that her mouth. Like, 
So part of it looked like and she that, got I mean, that like, didn't, lip It didn't injections. look like a crime scene. It didn't look bad. No. Like, but part it honestly of it, didn't because she's it, like It looked person. like someone who's recovering from surgery is yeah. the thing. Um, but it looked like part of it might have been like lip injections or some sort of lip surgery. And then like fa- some sort of like maybe facial reconstruction or something. I don't know. But the thing that got me was that he said, uh, I, I didn't write down the exact quote, but he basically said like, I'll have one of my surgeons fix you up so you can sing tonight. And I was like, what surgery are you going to perform that she's going to... I mean, it, it, is is the, it is the future. But also, here's my thing. Here's my Here thing. Here we are in the future. Here's my thing. <laughs> I get that this was made in 2008, and the further back you are in time, the more you think will accomplish by a certain year. But like... You know that show, in Last, 20, last in Man 2056, on Earth? where do you think we are with surgical technology that you can perform a cosmetic surgery on someone that day and have it fully healed and like Raven. looking perfect by that think, evening think about think about like 1984 and like we shit. thought some crazy things about the future yeah, like instead we're just like bankrupt and sad yeah like memes but the alcohol is better so are the yeah, drugs like we thought it was going to well have flying cars and now i'm on berries and cream tiktok that's like where we're at that's a thing. Bro, the TikTok, the TikTok communities blow my mind. Oh my gosh. It's so funny because I was talking to my sister today about it. And it's very clear that I'm on mental illness TikTok. Um, that they're like, there's songs just like, oh yeah, everyone sees this on their TikToks. And then there'll be ones like playing that song. And they're like, yeah, I thought this was a popular song in everyone's. It's only like a hundred videos that this song is a part of. And I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, so Daddy Rody is going to get it all fixed up, and we. Yep. He's like, all I do is give, and all my kids do is take, take, take. Um, like, well, and then maybe... we get to the song Gold, and like the lyrics are like, flesh is weak, blood is cheap, but do you know what we have? Gold. And I was like, that I that doesn't feel like the most precious substance right also now? here's my thing in 2050 he wear the gold in 2050 gold in 2056 is gold still like a, this is not victorian era i know you're dressing like it sir but this is not victorian era are you actually using like real gold as currency because i mean i i can only granted with that many people dead i can only assume that the economy has mostly collapsed but yeah. still. And then we, like, go to, Also, is like, this epidemic only impa- impacting the U.S.? I mean, it's a U.S. movie, so, like, of course they're only thinking... About, but, like, you know what I mean. There's a lot <sighs> of Canadian people involved. Um, but it's... It doesn't make any sense. And he's, like, writing up his, like, will or, like, signing it off. And he says he's going to leave everything to Shiloh. Yeah, but here's the thing that bothers me. Is that the name for who he's leaving it to it's just like a blank space and he just writes in shiloh wallace i'm just like i mean i i don't have that much money to write that type of will but like i just feel like there's a different process for it so gold's done and then nathan discovers roadie's plan so he like roadie yeah. is like messaging um shiloh and while she's like like, yo get the fuck out of there he's like oh no take your medicine she's like falls asleep and at that point i'm like so she's dying is he i was like he's drugging her just like Mm -hmm. i mean technical sense yes 
Yes. Always has been. But to the extent, like, he's like, no, this is what's going on in the world. And she's like, no, what are you talking about? Stop gaslighting her. And then I was like, oh, are the drugs that he's putting in her water to make her forget about the outside world? I low-key think partially, yeah. Because yeah. she, she yeah. also says, like, I can see the world from my window. And I'm like, okay, but you have to know that's not... And I can see Russia from my house. Topical. <laughs> Topical. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <sighs> Done with gold. Tonight cheers. we are betrayed. <laughs> we cheers. already cheers for the second time. Cheers. Cheers for the third time. <laughs> Y'all, listeners, we just had such a long conversation about, like, you know, parental and generational trauma and, like, understanding <laughs> your parents are people. That's not to dismiss abuse or anything like that, mm-hmm. but just our own personal journey while Raven moves up those things uh they're big i have to adjust them oh uh, girl i know (laughs) fourth time jesus christ we need to finish it's been over an hour at this point listeners we've been um hold on let me take it's been a full drink we have not talked about them like We've talked about a little bit, but we haven't really talked on the movie since we started, like, since we made this drink. We just had a whole conversation about, like... Gender identity. Gender identity. (laughs) You know, working through trauma. Um, But Repo the Genetic Opera is something we need to talk about. True. Because it's past midnight for Raven. It's past midnight And we're going to have to play. And I'm so very tired. Yeah, and I like we need to we need to get through this because yes. there's so much more to talk about. I only have a page and a half left, so tonight. So now tonight we are betrayed. Yeah, so very much. Which is like the a opera. Two line the opera song. Mag's last performance is that night. Nathan finds out Rhodey's plans to like. Oh, I've been talking to your daughter. I want you to come here. I'll cure you. We'll figure everything out. And he feels betrayed. And so he's very, like, Jekyll and Hyde with his singing yes. in this song. Yeah, because he goes but into then, that weird, deep, gravelly voice. And then we get into the song At the Opera Tonight, which is the most wild song of this musical. This is where my only note for this song is... Um, oh, I have so many notes for this song. I'm, I'm still confused Characters do by... so many things. <laughs> my only note for this song was... I'm still confused by what this transpire is like the general this (laughs) like what is okay so like part of this the concept of this musical the the execution the acting the storytelling here's like a recorded message for you shiloh from roadie we have hologram wristwatches but Mm -hmm. she hears it on a projector and film (laughs) Which didn't make any sense. Why did it come up at that second? What triggered it? What was she? What? How was it projected? To I don't understand this the technology. Song starts <laughs> with Shiloh saying, "Can I be saved?" Uh, Meg's in the graveyard. She's giving flowers to Marnie at her mm-hmm. mausoleum. We still don't know. We look Truly. up so many things during this podcast. We just we never refuse, bothered. <laughs> we refuse to look this one up. It's either mausoleum or crypt. I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, at this point, we're tired. We've been drinking. We've been like having such heart to hearts about like, you know, emotional trauma and personal journeys 
that we're just we're just here <laughs> uh uh i'm good i'm wood get used to it shout oh out my to Matthew gosh Shaw. um <laughs> I've and then we get to uh, Mag and she's just like I've made peace with what I've done in my life. She's ready to die, and then Nathan's the complete opposite. She's just like he's like there will be no peace. I will have my revenge, and we get to like the siblings. Everyone's like, oh. everyone. The siblings are like coming up, and we have Poppy be like, this will be the night of my greatest face. And Luigi's like, oh, this will be the night of my greatest rage. So he like, that's a quality he he feels good about. Yeah, but he's just like, like I love my eyes, personally, and my. As you should. He's like the thing about myself that I love is my rage. Like it doesn't make sense. This isn't Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) You're not Broly, sir. And then we get to the song Bloodbath when we have the narrator, the the grave robber, is mm-hmm. speaking directly to the audience. And he's just like, stay tuned. The winner will take Jinko. And then this is such a saturated movie. In terms visually, of like, yes. Visually. The it's, filters, it's, it's I don't tough. appreciate. They're weird. And then we see the conductor uh, for the opera for the pit walk into the theater. And do you know who the conductor is, Raven? The conductor is the composer, Darren Smith. Darren Smith. Mm-hmm. And he is walking in like a drum major, <laughs> high stepping, like he has something to prove. <laughs> And only a few of you will understand what that means. Raven understands what that I means. I do understand what that but means. But that's what it is. And something that I do not appreciate, the title of this song, we started this opera shit. Opera, opera spelled O-P apostrophe R-A. And we have this elderly woman as the DJ, and they're testifying the- for this opera... In the midst of only caring about having surgeries. The line that I think is particularly concerning from this is... Is it from the hype man conductor? No. It's from the blonde girl when she says... Oh, there's different different, um, members of the audience that have been able to have these different surgeries. And they're just like, they're testifying. They're able to share their stories in this space. Yeah. One of these people is who Raven will speak about now. And what she says is, <laughs> I needed a new liver, but now, thanks to Jinko, I can drink whatever I want. Yikes. There's this single mother. She was like, I needed a kidney transplant. And I had additional surgery on the side on a discount. And look at me now. And she takes all the clothes out. And I was like, ooh, boobs. <laughs> don't you don't you not like those? It's not like I don't like them. Mm. I'm not sexually attracted to them. I love them. Well, I love I mine. I mean. So I assume I love I others. Mean, give me a good shimmy, Raven. 
that was a twenty percent shimmy, but like it she was. knows what she's capable about. It Ooh. was. But they're just fun to grab, you know? It's past midnight and we're just sitting alone in And I'm very tired. I've been up since too late. Six. Yeah. Do you know I got up at like seven today, but I went to bed at three. I went to bed at one and woke up at six, so a little more sleep, but that's concerning, Campbell. Also it's funny because you went to bed at the same time that I woke up. Cause six and three wild math is a really cool Cool thing thing. (laughs) um so a lot of the members of the audience are raising the roof and then there's this one guy that what does he say the the guy that is like testifying he says my anatomy was completely repressed yeah which I do understand that in some people's like identities and expressions, but I don't think it was that in this. I think it to me in Repo the Genetic Opera, they just say a lot of these scientific words and they're like, yeah. Yes, we're smart. I think that was one of those times. It didn't Agreed. feel right. And then we get we see intermission room challenge when Shiloh like arrives in the limo goes up to the uh, like the interrogation room and that's when like the film and the camera presents itself and the uh roadie is just like if you kill the like you capture the repo man i'll give you this cure um just like saying all that stuff and then we get to paris hilton's next song blame not my cheeks so amber is like the opening act mm-hmm. for the night. And you can see like the top of her face because she just had to get surgery, reconstructive surgery on her face yeah. again because there was scarring that she wasn't, she didn't like. And, you and can she's see, like, like holding it was, up. It's kind the... of like peeling. Yeah. And this is a terrible song. And like the background's like, you get what you deserve. And at one point, her face entirely just, just fully off. comes off. Does that not hurt? She's on set. What's mm-hmm. the drug called? Zydrate. Uh, Zydrate. I was going to say Zyrtec. <laughs> Very different Zyrtec. drug. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this episode sponsored in part by Zyrtec. <laughs> it has saved Campbell McCauley's life. Oh um, my gosh. And then she runs off. And then we get to... I was going to look this up. Conti- you continue, Raven. No, I was going to say... Um, and then we get to a call where Largo basically tells... Um, Nathan's daughter. What? Shit, what is her name? Um, Shiloh. Yes, correct. Um, so basically, uh, Largo tells Shiloh that she needs to, like, basically kill the Repo Man, get the Repo Man, whatever, and deliver him to Largo. But my thing is, like, I couldn't you tell. I couldn't tell if Largo knew that the Repo Man was her father. I feel like he did know. No, he knew because he picked her up from her yeah. house and also sent assassins after him. Because that same was house. that was my thing. It's like, how do you? He's known the whole her... time. Who? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's she, like he one, wouldn't care. One, he you wouldn't know care about Shiloh if it wasn't know. Marnie's daughter. 
Yeah, and like you know that she wouldn't know that the Reaper Man is her father. So how do you expect her to like get quote unquote get him? Also, like she's not been trained in like anything really. So I don't yeah. understand how he expected her to achieve this task. Same. I, she did, test, but that's it was a immaterial. test of loyalty. Mm. And then we get to the song but... Chromagia. Which will be Mag's beautiful. last performance. Oh my god. It's sung in a Solid aria. It's so beautiful. It's, it's so such good. a beautiful so, song. So basically, here's some of the lyrics. A long time ago, a fatal bird named Chromagia met the arrow of an archer while flying. Along the lava coast, for years thinking it was being chased, it escaped the arrow. Chromagia, why don't you face danger? The arrow was attached to its wing, and it flew trying to shake it off. So it's very much like you were attacked. You're still like you know expressing yourself. But you're still hooked. Yeah. Pulling the arrow, others get wounded because of me, because of me, down towards the devil's mouth. It's arrows, my eyes. So it's very much, I understand if I keep on pulling along, others will suffer. So what I have to do is sacrifice myself so others can live. It's a beautiful song. Sarah Brightman is an Mm -hmm. incredible, incredible artist. And it's fantastic. And then she sings the last, like, kind of lines in English. Take these eyes, I would rather be blind. And then she and her nails gouges her eyes out herself. Mm-hmm. Like, crushes them. She's like, you can have like, them back. And the fake blood is like, this is not... This I mean, is not obviously grenadine. it's not real blood. But, like, it's... It Corn Starch it was looks not fake. involved. It um, looks fake. And then we see Rhodes like on the side, takes like a knife, cuts the rope, and she falls on this like steel fence and dies. Is impaled. And then he comes back on the stage. He's like, do not be afraid. Like, you know, angels. And it's very much, this is all part of the show. Don't worry. The encore, we're going to cure a young girl. The encore is medical. Which I was just like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? But at the same time, the context of everything else that was going on, I was like, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it was like, maybe try a little harder this time. Yeah, and so... Maggie's dead. Mm-hmm. And we get to... And that's like, when he's explaining that, it's the piece de resistance. Piece and we see resistance. Shiloh set up a decoy mm-hmm. of the dress that... Rhodey gave her a dress that Marnie wore... Yeah. And the repo man goes up to her, is like, oh, trying to, you know, get his daughter. She, from behind, hits him with like a shovel or something. Not very hard. Yeah. Because he's like not down for the count. And we get into the song Let Monsters Rise. And this is the penultimate conflict between the father and the daughter, where yeah. everyone knows what's going on. So I'm going to confront you about it. And I think yes. this song, the music of it, it's con- the back the backing of the song is consistently like the same four notes and it's very like skeletal yeah, yeah. you know no, i feel that and i like that i i did like that i yeah so do you have any other words on that let the monsters rise cuz you looked at me with a glazed look that you did fall asleep with your eyes open yes i did <laughs> I'm glad Slap you yourself recognize. in the face. No. You passed my test. 
I would have been so mad at you if you did that. Um, but I I do so like the thing about Let the Monsters Rise is like her level of angst is kind of like going up again, and at one point in the song she says, "Dad, I hate you. Go and die." Just. Yeah. Because she learns Poetry. that her dad, like, you know, confronts that her dad is a mass murderer. Yeah, and, like, it's it's her... It's her kind of balancing the idea of, like, you've, like... Yes, I'm unhappy about the fact that I've been trapped in this room for 17 years, but you generally have been a good follower to me and, like, have been legitimately working towards my... Like so she thinks treatment yeah so she thinks like treatment and like all that stuff and now it's it's realizing like oh but like you are one an active murderer but also like you enjoy like this is a part of your life you know yeah yeah so she leaves and he's like you know singing to himself yeah i have failed my have i failed my daughter subtext yes yes you fucking yes you have 100 percent, like, sir okay fine <laughs> because the whole movie he's like conflicting with being a dad and being the repo man yeah and this song is just like i am the repo man he yeah. makes a choice so after this song um there's a lot of like revenge yelling and he's just like killing people Mm-hmm. on the stage in front of people and everyone's just watching and it's really and I, bloody like, the no- and like the i understand I that they like, think please it's a play Javi and luigi please. i understand that they think it's that the audience thinks it's a play but at a certain point you have to be like this is like there's okay i feel like for us it's different because we can see that it's obviously fake blood and like all that stuff but in theory in the movie Wait, this isn't a documentary Shut up. In theory, in the movie, these people are really dying, which means the people that are forming the audience for this show, it's like, I understand at the beginning, you might be like, oh, this is just a show, this is part of the show, whatever. But at a certain point, like, I feel like if this is happening for you in real life, like, you have to be like, that's, like, that person is actually hurt, or that person is actually, like, dead or unconscious or whatever and like it's weird to me that they just keep like cheering and going on and stuff yeah and then we get to the song sawman's lament and it's basically Rody starts off my kids suck yeah the tempo's pacing up he announces to everyone that he's dying and then he's they kind of like capture the repo man and he's uh Rody says to shiloh do you know he killed your mom bruh and they kind of like yep. tell they there's a bunch of chanting tell her the story tell her tell her tell her and then we come to a realization in the man who made you sick that shallow does not have a blood disease yeah which is like a he's huge been poisoning his daughter so she's he's been... bedridden yes so she doesn't leave so she's like safe which is so fucked up which also makes sense, Which though, how she's it? been able... Which also makes sense, though, how she... Because, again, we've been talking about how, like, there are a lot of parts of this musical where it's like, you should be dead if yeah. you... Ha- I mean, like, she's a skater boy. She said, she's, see you later, boy. 
<laughs> like I all the times, all the times she's drunk. escaped or like she of not taking her medicine. If this is intended to be life saving medicine that she literally can't go without, then how is she able to go outside exactly. and be out there for so hours? So she like, like she gets the notification. I need my medicine. I need my medicine. Rodeo's like, no, just fight through it. Just fight through it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? And she fights yeah. through it, and then she's fine. Mm-hmm. And. He, like, Rhodey says something. It was like, oh, yeah, he stole Marnie from me. If it wasn't for him, you'd be my daughter. I was like, that's not how that works, sir. Nope. That's. And then we get to the song Cut the Ties, where he gives her a gun. It's like, kill your dad. Shoot him. If you do that. And she's like, absolutely not. Gene Co. is yours. I will sign this and everything belongs to you. And then like his kids are just like, what the fuck is happening? Exactly. Because it's like. And she's just like, I'm not a murderer. I'm I'm not going to do this. Also, the fact that his kids are technically his heirs. It's like. He's. He's almost. It almost feels like he's trying to take responsibility for their actions now. To say like, oh, well, I'm not going to leave this to you. Like, blah, blah, blah. But it's like. But you're their father. The The point would have been to take responsibility for it years ago. You know? Yeah, like, but now that he's dying, now he has regret. So. Yeah, and it's stupid. I hate people like that. Yeah. And so, uh, Shiloh's like, no, I don't want to be a murderer. It's like, yeah, I share his genetics. They say genetics mm-hmm. like that again. But I do not share his choices. Yeah. Which is which true. Which I was like... Loved it. And then he, like, Nathan says to his daughter, like, I did poison you. I drugged your blood, which is, drugged your blood would be a sick garage band, like, band name. Disagree. Drugged your blood? Having, like, screamo punk, drugged your blood. Nah. Ugh, whatever. And then we get to Shiloh turns against Roti. So I wonder what happens mm-hmm. in this song. So she, he was like, she was like, no, you use all of us. This is not what it's about. No one ever knows that Rhodey poisoned the cure for Marnie. No one ever finds that out. Huh. You're right. And she was like, I'm not going to do this. I love you. And Nathan's like, you can be better. You don't have to be me. You choose your life. And... Rhodey's like, I can't take this anymore. My kids are monsters. He looks at all of them. Two of them are faceless. Like, you're not my son. You're not my son. You're not my daughter. When I go, Gene Co. will crumble. I was like, is there not like a board on Gene Co.? Is he just literally the ruler of the world? And then I mean, Rhodey, like, and I... Rhodey shoots Nathan and then he dies. Yeah. No, I assumed there was some sort of like. I don't know, maybe council or something. Like I don't know. I I thought I assumed they have he was not like, been present thus far. That's fair. Although it's You're possible so they tired. were like around the out because like in Moana, right? Like the scene where there's the whole council and stuff. Like sometimes it's just her. But and also, like, that was a good and functional society. <laughs> that's fair. This is a post-apocalyptic world at best. Yes. So that's fair. Um, and then we get to the song "I Didn't Know I'd Love You So Much," which I hated. Which it went like, on for I far too long. It was just like I lied, drugged, abused you for mm-hmm. the entirety of your life, Correct. and then she's just like, 
I love you so much. And he's like, I didn't realize that you saved my life. I didn't know how much I loved you, even though I was abusing you and poisoning you and killing you this exactly. entire time. And it went on for so long. With the, for so They just long. said back, song back and forth to each other. I didn't know I'd love you so much. Just like back and forth to each other for minutes. Yeah. It was bad. And it's, I don't know. It's just like, that's not how you build that no you know it's not like oh this person's a monster abusive oh i'm dying now so i you care about me now that's not yeah. how that works yeah exactly and so he's dying he's like your mother's calling me yeah don't cry and like she is crying um naturally so many times i was saying this song can end now um, and he's like, you're the will to me. And then we get into genetic It's also, so this song, like, I didn't know I loved you so much, also feels weird because it's like, he's your dad, and she's your daughter, but you didn't know that you'd lo- Like, I can understand a little more from Nothing her perspective. Nothing makes sense about it. And also, like, I don't know if this is just me, but this song does not feel... Feel like a father-daughter song. It felt like Marius and Eponine when Eponine was dying. Yes. A spoiler to our Lay Miz episode, which will come out months from now. Well, it will come out. Yeah, no, you're right. I know that's why I said it. Shut <laughs> up. Uh... So he did, and then we get mm-hmm. to genetic emancipation and. She was saying, I hate you. Which this is the point that I was like, shouldn't you be like dying right now? But no, because she's not actually sick. Oh, at this point, you realize that? I thought when Rhodey was like, work work through it and she worked through it, it was like, oh, and then. No, no, because I thought at that point, I thought he was still just like. Because then her dad did say, I was poisoning you this entire time. Before this. Yeah, but I thought, I don't know. I still thought that there was like, I thought that. Largo was still manipulating her. Like, I thought he was still purely just manipulating okay. her. And no. then the dad, I thought he was saying, like, yes, I've also been poisoning you. But I didn't think that that undid the supposed blood disease that she has. Yeah. So, and it wasn't until this moment that I was like, oh, she's not oh, sick confirmed. at all. I thought yeah. through this. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, genetic emancipation is basically, I think I'm free now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good to go. Like, I'm fine. This is an issue. Like, yeah. And she was like, am I not my genes? I was like, this, they just phrase it so weirdly. Like, they're like, how like, you why saying? are you? They're like, just like one more step, one more jump, and you would have a good message. Mm-hmm. Just stop saying just scientific like... words. Because then it feels very Because you use them wrong. You and it makes so me feel wrong. so uncomfortable. I don't like it. It feels very eugenic. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate that. Agreed. And then we get into Epitaph. And we have the narrator, the grave robber, starts off this song by singing, Goth Opera? (laughs) Is the first lyric. He Um, also does take down the to scream graves again during this song. At that point, I did write down in my notes, okay, I'm back into this. (laughs) When he screams, When he's screaming again. Goth opera. It's like, rock lobster. Goth (laughs) opera. Um, This is the point where I wrote... And then I was like, like, he's the goth music man. Yes. 
And I loved it. I love that for him. This is the point where I wrote down, um, I am just left speechless by the end slash whatever yeah. of this movie. And he's like, the castle is left for the king. He has the documentation that wasn't signed that it was supposed to go to Shiloh. And it's wild. And then it goes to credits. And then Raven, there's a scene yes. where we found out the new CEO of Gene Co. is Amber. Interesting. She got a lot of popularity. Like she did stuff for charity. Like the face that fell off, she auctioned it for charity. And then Luigi uh. killed the next people in the running for CEO. And Pavi is the one that bought the face and is currently wearing his sister's face. Yeah. So those three are in charge of the world. Hmm. And then I wrote down, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. And then we get to the credits again. And then we're at the end of the movie. I feel like you didn't need to tell me about the, like, it just makes me I sad. I did. I did. It just makes me sad. That's that's how it ends. Paris Hilton rules the world. Great. Love that. Love that for us. And so now we're at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So Raven, do you got some added info for me and our listeners? Please. Yeah, not please, Raven, please. <laughs> not a ton. So wow. Darren Smith, yeah, Darren Smith, um, he's an actor, writer, composer, musician, and producer. Um, pretty much, Repo the Genetic Opera kind of is his whole career. He has worked on a couple other things, um, but he worked very closely with Terrence uh, Zudnik, um, who like together did the screenplay for Repo the Genetic Opera, and then Darren Smith specifically did the music for it. Um, and that's pretty much all of his stuff. So he has done a couple other things as a composer. So he's, um, he did the Livermores, uh, the Night Place Tricks, and Reaper the Genetic Opera. Um, and then he's also been an actor in Mugsworth, uh, which is back in 2014. However, um, yeah, it's, it seems like, like, he's, Worked on a couple other things here and there, um, but pretty much like this, this, this work is, is this is his this thing. is it, yeah. So, not a lot to take notes on. He there are some like really cool interviews of them, um, talking about like you know stylistic and musical choices. I would encourage everyone to like listen to, mm-hmm. um, on the YouTube. Um, but I do appreciate like how I talked about earlier in the episode where there would be different stylistic choices for music that the band that they would have play, it wouldn't be the same band. It would be, be completely like, different, yeah. The, these are the people that knows this music the best. These are the people that should be playing. Yeah. And I, I love that. Yeah. Incredible. To make sure that it's done right, you know? Yeah. And works within the scene. So now, listeners. What are we playing? Raven will be playing the violin. Well, like, what song, Campbell? I will be playing the clarinet. And we will be playing together, just the two of us, Let the Monsters Rise. Because it was the song that sounded the spookiest to me, and this is our Halloween That's episode. That's fair. Spooky, scary. 
So we're going to go play it quickly now because Raven is about to pass out. Burr. I'm so tired and I'm glad you can see that. <laughs> oh, it was clear like an hour ago. Cool. Be right back, listeners. Hey everyone, in addition to our other nonprofit partners, I would like to do a quick plug for the Dodario Foundation. The Dodario Foundation is a nonprofit grant making organization that provides monetary and product support to high quality music instruction programs on the front line to improve access to music education. And every single cent raised goes directly to getting kids involved in community music programs, acquiring and maintaining instruments, providing college scholarships, and supporting new innovations in music education across 41 U.S. states and 180 cities. They accept monetary donations, of course, but also instruments. So if you have an old instrument that you no longer use, please consider donating it to the Dodario Foundation, where they can get it into the hands of a student in need. However you're able to contribute, you can go to dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. That is Dodario Foundation, D-A-D-D-A-R-I-O, foundation.org slash about slash donate. Now please enjoy the sultry sounds of me and Campbell destroying music. We ended together. We ended together. I skipped around, didn't play all the right notes, but like <laughs> that was the gist of it. Just the I gist of it. I together we hit... can make it through. Just the <laughs> gist of it. <laughs> I definitely hit some wrong notes for sure, but I kept going and that's my biggest weakness, so. Which I'm okay, Raven. Let's take a moment and think about flexibility and love and trust. I am really proud of you because I feel like musically that is your greatest weakness. It is, but I'm and working. Like, past I will be. Pr- I like because uh, I'm in a band class right now, and the so- one of the songs we're playing is super fast, and I am prominently featured as the only bassoon player. I have to practice so fucking much, and so that will be all of tomorrow. And sometimes you just got to work through it. But like the yeah. practice is there. We are not allowed that in this time together right now. Because we are sight reading. You've never seen this before. But you did great and you worked through it. You're not trying. It's like when I'm writing something, I'm the worst writer. Because I'll write a sentence and it doesn't sound right to me. So I'll stick on that sentence. No. Yeah. Just write through it and then edit later. I can't do that. And that's a process for me to learn. I get that. I'm the same way where it's like, if I can't think of this word, then I can't move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm ready to go. Yeah, same. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Stop and share. <laughs> Those are Zoom lyrics that I'm putting to modern music. Oh my gosh. That is definitely the fastest we have ever gotten through your song. For sure. Which, like, musically, uh, Repo the Genetic Opera is not complex. Complex. Correct. But it doesn't mean it's bad in some songs. Um, but with that, Raven, how would you rate this musical on a scale of 1 to 10? I think because I, I have a number in my head so I'm interested I think in like break. a 4 out of 10 that's what I feel Raven do we match? we match Kendall. do you want to do a thing every time we match with a musical do you want to donate some money? 
Yeah, fuck yeah. Cool. We're going to donate uh, 50 bucks to Education Through Music because we both agreed this is a 4 out of 10. Amazing. It is indeed a 4 out of 10. That's a fun bit. I like that. Shout out to Education Through Music. Ah. Everyone should support them. They're great. Indeed. They're wonderful. Um, cool. So we both agree it's about a 4 out of 10. Um, there are parts I do really like. And I think oh, they're, yeah. they're good opportunities. They're good musical moments. There's yes. good uh, showcases of people's talents. Storytelling. There's like the comic book way how they do backstories. I was like, oh, this is genius. This is yeah. perfect. It was However, just the overarching this leads to this. The cohesion this. of it. Did not make sense. No. But they tried. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think this is better than High School Musical 2 and from just like Kelly, so. Yeah. Um, Raven. <laughs> question for you. Mm-hmm. Where can you find us? Oh my God, I can't believe. I love that you asked me that because there were so many places. So you can find us Gasp. on the obvious ones like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on Pandora and iHeartRadio. You can you even know, find us on is some one of the, the obvious ones. Is it? I was going to. I tell you, like, one of the every time. Almost I've every never time. heard of Stitcher before. I know because you haven't heard of Stitcher. Stitcher is one of the obvious podcast platforms. But who, who doesn't listen to podcasts on Spotify? I just don't a understand. lot of this past month they've been Apple Music and iTunes baby insane. Well, and Stitcher so, too. What do you I do guess. on those? On those, well, obviously, Campbell, you like us, you download, you subscribe. Also, if you're able to, you comment, you rate us because if you rate us and you rate us well, which we hope you do, if you don't feel like you can rate us well. Please contact us at boozicals at gmail.com to let us know what we could do better or just like any questions that you have or suggestions. But if you comment and rate us, then that will just like basically in, like put us higher in like the algorithms that other people see as more um, and like the podcast is shared with more people, which like Campbell and I like ultimately all we want to do is just have fun, share our shenanigans with people and have a like, improve musical education for children everywhere. And the more that our podcast is shared, the more people can donate to these programs and support us through that. Um, and that's really all we want. So, yeah. yeah. Also, one more question for you, Raven. Mm-hmm. What makes you a winner? Fuck you. You remembered <laughs> that, didn't you? I hate you. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Happy Halloween. Be safe. Bye. Ha <laughs> <laughs>